And now, introducing the man who's formally reached out to Gabe Morales to see if he'd be willing to accompany him to the eye doctor to vouch for his vision as he insists, quote, these hacks keep telling me I'm reading the top two lines wrong. Surely his judgment will be far more reliable, unquote. In a stroke of Shakespearean brilliance, he decided that his parting gift to his producer would be a poisonous cocktail, which he would drink the final drops of because, quote, if I can't have him, then nobody will, and I simply cannot go on without him, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. The emotional, it was your last one. It was your last one. That was your last ever open. You'll never, you'll never do that again before you die. I mean, you don't know that. No, I do. You're dying later today. I, I know. That was it. That was the last one. You might, the devil might ask. Oh, okay. Well, but that'd be after you died. Again, I said before you die, it would be the last one. I suppose. Yeah, okay. Well, that was dynamite. All right, here we go. Good morning. Glenn Clark Radio. Hi. How are you? Happy Friday. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible, 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. I am Glenn Clark, and for one last time, he is Kyle Ottenheimer. I will, I will still be Kyle Ottenheimer, but on this show, I guess no, the one today last time. No, today it's the one last time that you will be Kyle Ottenheimer. What's my name going to be, though? Oh, I got a lot of things. We're going to need to have a bit of a debriefing when today's show ends. Yeah. We're to give you some information about your your new life. Remember okay. in uh, Breaking Bad where... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, at least like I got a nice to, cabin, though, You go right? to the bike shop and... Yeah, yeah right? Like the vacuum cleaner. Is that, oh, it was vacuum, vacuum cleaner. cleaner. That's yeah. exactly what it is, vacuum, vacuum cleaners. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to talk about that. It's a Hoover model... You get to keep all your money. That's the good news. You no, they keep, give... Okay, You good. get to keep all your money. All $4 of them. All of it. Yeah. That all gets to remain with you. Um, and if you pay me, I'll spend some time and play some Scrabble with you. Or whatever. I got four dollars. There you go. <laughs> when I come to visit, I will play some. Was it Scrabble that they played? What did he play? I don't remember. It, it was something like that. I'll call it cops on myself, though. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. You should go that route. Um, yes, today is uh, Kyle's final day. We've uh, covered it for the last couple of weeks. Uh, final day alive. Uh, final day on this earth. Um, we have scheduled it appropriately. He is going to drive off a cliff uh, immediately following the um, the conclusion of today's program, and um, and and we'll we'll miss him, but like you know we'll miss him, right? Like in the way that we have to say it, like you know we have to say. You'll wait. Just wait until the studio gets attacked, and you need a strong man, and then you and Paul are sitting here quivering because uh, Paul's a, little, a pretty strong fella. He's like five three. Yeah, I know, but he's uh he's he works out. I don't know if you've seen. He goes. I'm just saying, a five three person he gets, who he works gets out his, is he not gets comparable. His, he gets his pump in. I'm just saying. He's not five three. Yeah, he's five six probably. <laughs> I don't think he's five six. Either. I think he's about that. I don't think he's shorter than I am. Honestly, I don't think. Well, he you're is. very short. I'm not very short. Embarrassingly no. so. Frankly. Yeah, I'm, that's not a thing. <laughs> I, that's not like, what everyone else says. I'm five ten. Yeah, that's what everyone who's five eight says. No, and I'm. You know, it's really funny. I said I was five eleven for years, and I and I was like, I went, I got measured. I was five eleven, and then I swear to God, when I lost weight. It included like my feet getting smaller or something like sure, that. That's how that works. I know. I've had this problem before. And I dipped. I was no longer. I, I went somewhere and I was like, yeah, I'm 5'11. And where would I have been? Because it wasn't a doctor's office. Was I in a sex cult for a little while, maybe? Maybe that's what it was. But they measured me and they were like, no, you're 5'10. Well, that was a different measurement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was 5'10. And they were like, what? <laughs> how is that humanly possible? And I was like, well, um,. Yeah, today's uh, Kyle's last day, and so um, if you've got a memory that you'd like to share with us, 
I was talking about it um, with a with a friend of mine yesterday, and they were like, "Wow, I uh, I didn't realize that like uh, Kyle had aspirations." And oh, I was that's like, nice. "It's very nice." It's like it's kind of a mean yeah, thing to say. Hey, like, this is. Like, also, it's not like a mean thing to say about this show. Like, do you think that we don't have aspirations? Do you think that like we just show up here every day for the fun, the fun of it. Like that was a very weird way of saying it. Yeah, what do said, you think I have? Yeah, that was a really strange thing to say. <laughs> but he was like, I kind of just thought like he would always be there to do stunts, and I was like, how many? He didn't really do stunts well, that was either. Was a different job. Yeah. yeah, like I probably did more stunts than Kyle did over the years. Correct. I didn't jump out of like, a plane. They wouldn't let me. Yeah, well, that's true. They wouldn't. They they were not going. That's to why let I left out of the plane because they didn't let you jump out of the uh-huh. plane. Well, that, that seems like an issue between you. My and new the job. Army. That's all I'm going to be doing. But just jumping out of planes. Yeah. I would take that gig, man. Well, I don't, they only give me I a parachute one out every four days. Now, that's weird. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I guess it really is your last day on <laughs> Earth. So. Well, no, the first day I got one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. nice. So, so, so Monday's your last day on Well, they want me to get, quote, unquote, get creative. Oh, now that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you got any ideas? Uh, you have, uh, no. No. All right. Well, no. if, if you got ideas for Kyle about how he can survive jumping out of a plane with no parachute, uh, message him as well. Um, yeah, you'll still be able to uh, get in touch with Kyle on Twitter. I, he didn't use it much before the show. I don't. I, don't I might know. use it more now that I have nobody to worry about. Okay. Although my new employer might not want me to be too. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't well, think they really care about my Twitter presence. Well, I mean, I, I don't, could change my handle. How about that? I I, I don't I don't know. The Ottenheimer K. Of course, for those K. that don't know, Kyle's going to work for uh, Governor DeSantis on his Correct, campaign. Yes. That's uh, that's the next stop for him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm pretty sure they're pretty cool with the, the dumb things being said that's on fair. Twitter. I'm pretty sure that they're all right with that. Taking actually, taking a job with the Washington. PR department over with the football team. Oh, it's good work if you can get it. It is so. Look, I don't really, I really don't care. I don't want to make this very clear. I genuinely don't care because it doesn't impact me in any way. I think it's awful. I think all of it is awful. I think it's horrendously embarrassing. And I, as we talked about with David Steele yesterday, or was that Wednesday? Um, it's unreal to me the lengths that they're willing to go to to shield for that guy, for that creep. It's just unbelievable to me how far they're willing to go in shielding for him. And the the newest thing being that there are people down there that really like this guy, Jason Wright, who has taken the job as the the mm-hmm. team president, right? That he's done a lot of media down that way. He's made himself quite available. And because of it, a lot of the media members down there have 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 found themselves wanting or being inclined to like him. Yeah, defend him and Correct. the job he's done. And so this guy, Jason Wright, um, it, for those that aren't aware. Because keep it why, 100, Glenn. Why would you care? Yeah, he's going to keep it 100. Um, why would you care? But the, uh, in a wag the dog technique this week, after after everything came out and Still, there was all this pressure on them to release their. We can't write off it being just utter incompetence either, though. I, we'll get to that. Um, all this pressure on them. Uh, you know, release all the emails, uh, sell the team, all that sort of stuff. They decide they've got the answer. They're going to announce on Wednesday of the week of the game that they're going to retire Sean Taylor's number on Sunday. And you could say it's a a nice gesture, except for the fact that no one on the planet believes that they're just doing it because for altruistic reasons. Everybody believes they're doing it to try to deflect from everything they have going on. So this guy, Jason Wright, who's the team president, says, I owe you guys an apology. And he writes this very sincere piece for the website that the the team owns about how they screwed this up. Mm -hmm. They really screwed up here. We didn't understand you guys. 
and that you would want to be there and that you would want these $20 towels. You would want advance like notice. Like, that, that this is, he goes in. And enough people are willing to shield for the dude because they like him and because he's clearly quite smart. And so he comes off as being very sincere and very apologetic. And, you know, I think there are some people where there's a secondary level where they, level where they believe that um, he's being used as a, a man of color mm-hmm. to kind of cover for Dan Snyder in I a lot of this. more of and so they Dan don't, Snyder's wife being hired. Well, there was a lot of that, too. <laughs> they don't really want to go after him necessarily. But you know what was never referenced in that piece? Emails. Not once. And he had the audacity to say, I've got to keep it 100 with you. Allegedly. As if the problem was only about the timing of it. Which, again, I'm sure for some people in Washington was part of the problem. I'm sure there are people that have blinders on that refuse to believe. I I don't know how it's possible, but I I don't doubt there are people that refuse to believe there's anything wrong with the Washington football fellers. And they think the only issue here was they weren't given enough time. Yeah, it's not. You're right about that. It certainly has been disappointing. They think the only problem here is they weren't given enough time. Um, And so for that incredibly small amount of people, whatever number that is, that 2% maybe of the the people that are aware of this franchise's existence, uh, you know, maybe he did keep it 100 with them. The problem is that's not what everyone was talking about. It has nothing to do with it. And so this guy who people want to prop up and want to say, well, I believe this guy and I want to like this guy and I think he's trying his best and I think he's doing a good job, he's he's at best the fall guy. not telling the truth. He's at worst outright lying but we, we don't know that because as kyle points out it's possible this is all just utter and sheer incompetence allegedly ryan clark said that they had reached out to him september 22nd to come back to the game yes but for this right but i, I think ryan clark also might be they, they they sort of said this was going to be their alumni weekend no matter what so that doesn't mean that they were reaching out to him specifically because they knew that they were going to be retiring Sean Taylor's uniform. This was always going to be their alumni weekend, was going to be this game no matter what. That was always the plan. So, in fact, somebody might say, why would you, you if you already have all these former players coming back, why would this be the, wouldn't you try to use this on another week during the season to try to get sell some more the tickets benefit of the doubt and a, a I, again, promotional to, to, your, to your point there is no doubt that they could be just sheerly and utterly incompetent but if you're going to address it you have to address that part of it somehow and either acknowledge your sheer incompetence or you're not keeping it 100 you're just avoiding the issue which is the most likely scenario. I don't care, of course, because it doesn't affect me in any way. I don't care about that franchise. But it was a warning and a reminder to me, and this I hate this part of it. This is the access journalism thing. It's a reminder in some of the responses that I saw from various people that it's very difficult to figure out what someone's motivation is when they hit send on a tweet. And it's a shame the way that this industry has gone. And I'm not trying to 
sound like a cons- hang on Jordan I'll get to you I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist I'm not trying to sound like I got a You've got another Twitter account on. for yeah, that yeah correct yeah. I've got one that does that but the reality is that there are too many people whose opinions don't come from trying to look at a situation openly and honestly but they are based in baked in inherent biases I don't want to believe that this is the truth, so I'm going to tell you that it's not. Or I I don't want to take a shot at this person because this person's willing to come on my podcast. Or I don't want to... There's way too much of that. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Thank you. you. All I'm asking... By the way, I love that guy. Gavin DeGraw, I was a big fan. Whatever happened to him... That's Gaines, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think I think they're two separate people. I think I, Gavin DeGraw randomly opened for Billy Joel when I saw him a few years ago. Not in Baltimore, but when I saw him down in DC at National. You only did Park. 80s Joel, right? Only did 80s Joel, hundred yeah. percent. Um yeah, I like, you know, it it bothers people of certain political proclivities, but we saw the same thing with Katie Couric, right? Like we saw the exact same thing where she was shielding uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um we we see this constantly. Constantly we see something like this. It's a, you know, if if you read that thing from the president of the Washington football franchise last night and said something like, man, good on, they they really came out and they addressed it and they, they got to the bottom of it and this is sincere and this is heartfelt, either you're stupid or you're caping. It's one or the other. Because with no emotion related, hi. Glenn Clark, I clearly have no, this impacts me in no way. I can tell you, that was a crock of horses. Because it didn't address the one thing that was actually at the crux of the problem. It pretended like it didn't exist. Because it doesn't want to. They don't want to talk any further about the previous scandal. Because they want to spin to the next scandal. And for what it's worth, as I said last night on Twitter, no one goes from embarrassing, horrendous, humiliating, ownership-disqualifying controversy to embarrassing, scandalous, heinous, embarrassing, ownership-disqualifying controversy quite like the Washington football fellers, who then went to a third one last night because of this whole thing about uh, uh, Jeff Pash the general counsel of uh, the National Football League. There's just no one who does it quite like them. They are amazing at it. Yes, Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan is here this morning as well. Lil Jordan, you had something to add? Yes. Quite dramatic. He had had 20 minutes to prepare for that moment. So, uh, no, I was just going to say about the uh, emails, and I assume you guys obviously know about the Adam Schefter situation and how that happened. And I was watching a video, and someone brought up a good point to me and something that, I feel is something we could talk about in regards to your take on journalism and sports mm-hmm. and being biased and stuff like that. And he said that if you think first, the guy I was watching, Barcel Sports Guy, he said if you think for a second that there are unbiased personalities at the top of the sports media game, then you're probably wrong. Yeah, that's not true either. I mean, it's not. There, there are. Um, now, do they work at ESPN? And I'm gonna, do they work at Barstool Sports? Nope. Like yeah. those guys. I, it's, it's. 
unfortunately, it's almost nowhere at this point, right? Like, the best thing you can do is address your biases, and this is something that I've... I have dealt with since we launched this some years ago is that the best thing I can do is address my biases. Tell you so that you know up front what my biases are. I'm biased. I'm inclined to like this person. I'm inclined to think highly of so-and-so. I'm inclined. That's the best thing I can do. To pretend as though I'm unbiased is, is incorrect. The best thing I can do, you know who I get. These are the people that I get paid by. I get paid by Pressbox. I get paid by Stevenson University. I get paid by Loyola University. Larry Flint. I get paid by the Hustler Club. I get paid. These are the places that I get paid by. And so you know when I address one of them, I'm not unbiased because they pay me. Um, as far as relationships we have, like, you know, if I'm discussing uh, uh, Glory Days Grill, you can know I'm not unbiased. They help pay my salary. Now, that being said, Quite tasty. it's your choice whether you want to believe me or not when I say I just consumed the entirety of that brewer, brewer sausage platter in 20 seconds and would like to bathe in the mustard cream sauce for the chicken schnitzel. Like, that's your choice. You get to decide whether you think I'm just telling you that because they pay me. They don't pay me directly, but they indirectly pay me. Or whether or not you think I'm being honest about the fact that I have consumed maybe six billion wings in my life at Glory Days Grill. That's up to you. You get to make those choices. Um, th- th- there, are, there are still journalists that exist. The number is dwindling for sure. It's a dwindling number of journalists. To believe that Adam Schefter has been a journalist, that's, that's tough. I mean, the... the the embarrassing part of the Adam Schefter is in part Adam Schefter. Like, it's in part on him. It's more that ESPN wouldn't do anything. That wouldn't, at least just to keep up appearances, say, dude, we got to suspend you for a couple of weeks. We have to do something to show to people that we take this seriously. That's shameful. I mean, that's embarrassing on their part. It's not going to change anything. Adam Schefter is still going to be some level of a shill for the NFL because it's the only way that he's allowed to have that type of access. We, we've got to be honest about this. But for what it's worth, we watch the NFL Network. I don't know. We watch the NFL Network, and we watch Major League Baseball Network, and we watch NBA T- I mean, we watch the league's direct programming. These people are employed by the leagues. Like, this is the era that we're in. ESPN is a massive partnership with the NFL. We know they're not going to do too much to ruffle the NFL's feathers. Is what Adam Schefter did beyond the pale? 1,000%. It's beyond the pale. You can't get around that. There's No no matter how, how much Darren Rovell wants to show his ass in the process, there's no getting around how beyond the pale what Adam Schefter did was. You don't ever, ever do that. On a small publication like ours, I'll have people say, hey, can I read this story? No, you cannot. That's insane. Like, are you kidding me? No, you cannot read the story beforehand. That's never something that we would do. In a million years, we would never do that. Now, once we finished it, is it possible that we'd let them see it before it hits newsstands? I think we did that, for example, with like um, Mo and Sanzi. We did the Sports Person of the Year. I'm pretty sure after we had finished the piece and it was ready to be published, we sent it to Sanzi and said, you can see it before anybody else can, but you, you don't get the... We're not changing anything. This is what's coming out. You know, like, you can you can see it first. Um, 
that's it's it's way beyond the pale what what Schefter did. But it's far more embarrassing that ESPN's response is just to sit back and say, eh, "Well, that's that's just who we are now. It's what it is," and not do anything about it. They don't have to fire him. They can acknowledge, "Hey, look, man, we you know we're kind of all in on this. Like we we know like we're we're shilling for the NFL." But to at least attempt a front for football fans that you do some amount of real journalism, you should just suspend the guy for a couple of weeks. You got it. Chris Mortenston still works there. Like there are other NFL reporters that you have. Uh, Vigo Mortenstein. Uh, what? 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 Uh, Vigo Morgenstein. Vigo Vigo Morgenstein still works there. You could you could have him handle it for I think a couple it's of Vigo weeks. Vigo Morgenstein actually is. But was that what was yeah. that what it was? Vigo yeah. Morgenstein. Yeah. You could have him handle it for a couple of weeks. Um, but that's embarrassing on ESPN's part. But the, the best thing that we can do is address our biases, and that's part of the problem. Is that like ESPN might say, "Well, we're pretty sure that we've addressed our biases." Like you know, we're yeah, like you know you're wrong in the debate of chocolate chip versus oatmeal raisin. No, I most biased. certainly do not that. Do not know that. In fact, the uh, the greatest moment that ever happened in my life was the moment that we put that to a test in front of people that had no idea. And Simon had to marry him. Knows damn well what happened that night. Ten eight round. He well, they were clearly the wrong chocolate chip cookies. No, it wasn't. There was nothing. He, nobody knew what there were cookies. The only point was, I I made a joke and I said, "Wait, are there oatmeal raisin cookies upstairs?" And everyone in the room said, "Are there oatmeal raisin cookies? Oh my god!" And Simon said, "No, they're chocolate chip." And he just, and we just, oh. Well, that's a small. This is yeah. a small sample it was quite, size. It was quite a room. I'm sorry. Yeah, last time I checked, when they run surveys, they say, "Let's get ten random people I, that's and how, ask for that's, their opinion." That's how radio ratings work. That's yeah, well, how TV that's ratings just, that's work. Not to say it's done properly. It's how they work, bro. That's the way that these systems work in our country. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Uh, the fall is calling. Sale is going on right now with Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. I did not spend any time on the show yesterday addressing the... Uh, Bart Scott, Hollywood Brown thing. And the reason why I'm not spending time on it is I'll just sort of read the tweet that I wrote about it yesterday. Uh, Let me pull this up. Uh, Josh Charles liked it, so I'm going to his likes because it seems uh, Josh Charles likes a lot of things. It's the easiest way for you to do this. It honestly was because unfortunately unfortunately the Greg Gumbel thing has dominated your your handle and Bart Scott. Would be the easiest uh, way to I, do it. I mean, it. I don't know if that's easier or not. I think it's about the same amount. I love and appreciate Bart Scott more than anything because he continues to care about our city and has continued doing great things for folks here since he left. And I stand by that. Uh, you know, I like Bart Scott as a player. We're kind of rewriting history, and if we because we liked him as a personality, mm-hmm. we have suggested that he was a greater or more impactful player than he was. He was a solid player here. And a good story because he wasn't, you know, a number one pick or something like that. He was a a solid player in Baltimore that we have propped up beyond his his greatness of his tenure because we enjoyed his personality so much that that we conflated the two a little bit as far as his greatness as a player. He was a solid player. He was a solid to, at times, very good player. Mm -hmm. Go a step beyond that. Bart Scott got hooked up with the Helping Up mission some years ago and continued well after he left Baltimore to host Thanksgiving dinner, to help with their coat drive, to doing in fact when we were trying to figure out how we were gonna do a a coat drive last year in the midst of the pandemic, 
one of the people we reached out to was Bart Scott to see if he could help us. And Bart said, if there is a way that I can pull it off, I will be there to help you. Um, like that Bart Scott cares about this city a great deal. And that does, it means a lot to me, uh, coupled with the fact that he was a solid player. He was a very solid player during his time in Baltimore. As I went on, I'm sad he's in the, quote, say things for the sake of saying them, unquote, portion of his sports media career. I'm sad anyone is. I'm not going to get into a conversation about the merits of the things that Bart Scott said about Hollywood Brown because it's not warranted. It's nonsense. It's just nonsense. And he doesn't know what he really said. He just knows that he was trying to say something to get some attention, and so he did it, and now he's tripling and quadrupling down on it to get attention because, frankly, that's what his job is now. That's that's what that network does. For the most part, they do some other things, I guess. They do, you know, they, they, I think there might still be some journalism somewhere. It ain't being done by Adam Schefter. Um, that's what they do. That's what they tell their personalities to do. That's what they want. Come on, doesn't matter. Right, wrong, who gives a rat's ass? Factual, incorrect, not important. Just be loud. Get attention. Get people worked up. That's what we care about. Get engagement. Get people to retweet this nonsense, even to dunk on it. This is the problem that I've dealt with for years and trying to explain to you guys, when you retweet something and dunk on it, you're helping them. And you might say back, yeah, but I'm getting engagement too. Okay. Okay, you're, you're perpetuating the problem. It is a continuous circle of nonsense. Bart Scott, it's sad to me that this is the type of media that he has to do or that he wants to do. Whatever, whatever the reasoning is, it's sad to me that there isn't a world in which Bart Scott couldn't just go break down football and offer genuine insight that was helpful and beneficial. It's sad to me that he's in the part of his career where he's gotten to a place where he just has to say anything for the sake of saying it. Marquise Brown shouldn't have to respond to Bart Scott at all. It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But it's a greater point about society. It's a greater point about media as a whole. It's not Bart Scott individually. It's that Bart Scott has joined the group of people who are just willing to do this. It's far, it's obviously not just about sports. This exists perhaps more in, in political commentary. We just say anything for the sake of saying it. It doesn't have to be backed up by anything. We just say it. Who cares? It's sad. It's, I'm sad for Bart Scott. Man, it's, I guess I'm not really. I'm sure he's making Decent of money, a yeah. fine amount of money. You know, I don't, I don't think he's, this is making him overly wealthy, but I'm sure it's a, a solid amount of money. And considering he made good money in his football career, I think Bart Scott has a nice life, and he's probably um, doing all right. very yeah. content when he lays his head down on the pillow. And he's, you know, he'd tell you that, 
you know, being a carnival barker uh, helps pay for his kids to go to college. And so, you know, I, I don't begrudge. I don't begrudge someone their right to be a carnival barker, their right to get into this portion of their life. They have every right to do that. And if that's the way that you choose to make your living, it's the way that you choose to make your living. It's it's still sad to me. It's It's sad that you're willing to. It's sad that you attach your this is your name you don't get to be a professional wrestler you're not the the great bartholomew you're it's bart scott you're attaching your name to this nonsense that's sad i mean i don't know how else to say it it's a low moment in your professional life and that you're just willing to do it for the sake of doing it that you're just willing to sit there and say, eh, who cares? I'm I'm Bart Scott, who cares? That's I'm bummed. It it bums me out as someone who loves Bart Scott and is appreciative of what he means to the community and and wants him to be someone who continues to matter moving forward. It saddens me that this is the way he's going about doing that. I don't know how your emotion could be anything other than that. And if if you're if you're angry about it, I would tell you don't be because it doesn't mean anything. It's not worth wasting your breath trying to debate with Bart Scott because he doesn't mean anything either. He's just saying anything, anything at all. He'll just say it for the sake of saying it. It's a sad, sad statement, and it's a very sad way that we've fallen in the world of sports media. Speaking of sad, the Los Angeles Dodgers are on to the uh, National League Championship Series, and so I I guess I'm just an Astros fan moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I just have so little belief that they can win. Doesn't mean you won't root for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly rooting for them. There's no question about that. I just... It, it feels hopeless. It feels like a hopeless exercise to spend time rooting for the Atlanta Braves right now, unfortunately. It's, I hope I'm wrong. It'd be wonderful if the Braves took out the Dodgers. And then I could root for them against whoever they were to play. In the, it's not uh, hopeless, then, if you hope you're wrong. Of course, right, the, great, the great folks in Georgia. It's nice to see something happen for <laughs> Just a lot well, of dude. You're gonna pick apart any possible. Like, this is this no, is what I said from the get go. Nothing in this country is, is irreproachable. That's not remotely true. That's not remotely true. What what uh, what would the problem have been with the? Um, I'm trying to think of who the teams were that were even involved in here. Well, I know the playoffs stunk, stunk. But if the Padres had gotten in, I would have been rooting like hell for the Padres. That's what would have happened. It's not anything. And I will I'll, obviously I'll root for the Braves if they're the team because you can't like. I, I, my buddy Chris DeShield is a Dodgers fan. He's like, oh, I guess we're the bad guys now. I'm like, now? You think now has changed when you became the bad guys? Like, the, come on, man. If you're a Dodgers fan, you're a Dodgers fan. It's the same thing as anything else. I don't begrudge someone who grew up on Long Island being a Yankees fan. Like, you got every right to be a Yankees fan. I begrudge the people that grew up in South Bend, Indiana that are Yankees fans. Like, that's pathetic. I begrudge the people that grew up in D.C. that are Yankees fans. I kind of just begrudge the people in South Bend, Indiana. Why? 
Isn't that what Notre Dame is? It is where Notre Dame is, but that doesn't well, mean that's that they're. All I need. It's yeah. not. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily associated. They could just be from Notre or some we South know Bend. That pretty much everyone there is probably a Notre Dame fan. Well, I mean, I mean probably, yeah, sure. But that's just a, they were born there. I'll, I'll spare the Michigan fans. This is a very weird bit, man. You're doing a very Screw weird Notre bit. This Dame. is this is how you're going now. Yeah, I don't give a crap about Notre I Dame. I don't like the Yankees either. But if you're born on Long Island, you're going to be a Yankees fan. Well, or a Mets I hate fan, Notre I guess. Dame. It's fine. I understand that. I hate the Yankees. What I are we doing here? Right? Yeah, me too. So, so what is the point? Uh, screw Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, what okay. do you mean? There we go. That's the point. There, Always been the point. Put it on his tombstone. Put it on his tombstone is the point. Um, I, you know, it, I, that's their right. That's be a, be a Dodgers fan, but understand, like, there's nothing embraceable about the Dodgers. There's nothing. There's no good story there. There's nothing. The the stories are all gone, with the exception of the Braves, right? The Braves would be a great story because of everything they had to overcome in order to get here. It's just that's the reason why we think it's so unlikely they can make a push. But the stories are all gone. Now it's just Ale- literally Alex Cora versus the Astros in the ALCS, which is hilarious. It's hilarious that that's what we got. And then the team that spent a billion dollars uh, in the NLCS taking on a team that we don't think has a chance. The stories are gone, man. Like, watch. It's fine. I'm going to tell you not to watch baseball, but there is nothing to embrace about it. There's no good story that's left. There's nothing positive that comes from it and says, this is the reason why I have to sit down and watch if I wasn't inclined to watch the World Series before. And this is gone. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we'll chat with Baltimore Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka from PressBox. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on drag. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. 
Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and True Strong Services. All right, back in here on GCR. If you missed it, stay on the fan at a couple of great shows this week. On Monday, he and Ross Grimsley caught up with the great Ken Singleton. And then on Wednesday, uh, another show previewing the Maryland Five Star, which got underway yesterday out at uh, Fair Hill in Cecil County. Encourage you to check that out this weekend. Stan's shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. You can see them facebook.com slash pressboxsports by clicking on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. And coming up on Monday, he and Ross will catch up with Dan Duquette, a gentleman I of note, a gentleman whose work I believe you all have enjoyed over the years. So uh, Stan Ross and Dan Duquette coming up on Monday. You want to make sure you check that out. Uh, if you would, I, I would like you all to share uh, some thoughts and, uh, and some of your favorite memories in relation to Kyle as today is his final day. Nick Kelly, this is very heartfelt. Nick Kelly said, top four favorite moments. Number one, him admitting to being a huge Hanson fan. It was definitely very high on my list. Of course, when I was uh, younger, for what it's worth, but it, sure, it I was. was. You, it was the it was the way about in which you were you were quite bombastic about it. Well, they were a big deal yeah, when I was in I lower was, school. I was a big Hanson fan. Uh, uh, number two, learning the name of his girlfriend's cat. That was probably the low moment for for Kyle here on the program. If you missed it, it'll never be shared again, uh, Kyle. I think you at least owe me your DJ within the, name. Within the, nope, that's never going to happen, dog. Some of us know better. After the show. Some of us, nope. No, some of us know better than to share things like that. Uh, number three, uh, Nick says he genuinely loved every time he'd go calmer than you. Okay. There it is. Okay. And number Always four, true, by the way. Any random Detroiters reference. For the record, I did try to reach out to Mort Krim this week, yeah. unfortunately. I, I never heard back. I'm really bummed out about that. I never heard back from Mort Krim. I was really hoping we would finally make that happen. As it was scheduled for, it was, it was Kyle's birthday present one year, is that I had connected with Mort Krim and then. He was in the hospital. Yes. It was a very sad, like, was very excited about it the day and then did not happen. 
Uh, Nick did follow up and say, Kyle, I wish you the best in your future endeavors. You and Glenn were a great team and made me crack up each show. You're a fantastic person. Well, let's ease up on all that. You're a fantastic person, and you deserve only good fortune in life. As you said, let's meet up at Guinness soon. Cheers. We still have to do that. Pressbox's own Luke Jackson said, the random dude he put on instead of Barstool Banks. That was his favorite memory. Who was it? It was just a literally random guy. It was just a one com- digit off on complete, the phone number. A complete he was, rando. He decided he what was, was he the was other that day? Because there were uh, these. These were more recent. There was the oh, it was the Mar- um, Mar- Marty Schottenheimer, Marty Smith situation. Yeah. Where yeah, that was uh, funny. where I went to introduce uh, <laughs> Marty not Mar- not Marty Schottenheimer, Marty Morningweg. Yeah, yeah. Marty yeah. Morningweg. Yeah. I went to introduce Marty Morningweg, mm-hmm. and I got a click, and I'm yeah. like, what the hell happened? And you were like, oh. Yeah, that was might have screwed something have up here. As it turns out, Marty Smith is just the nicest human being on the face of the planet, which I think we've all known for some time. Marty Smith from ESPN was that nice of a human being. And um, he was like, I'll come on anyway. <laughs> he just didn't. He was confused because he was waiting on hold to come on with us, talk about the Preakness. And I thought we were talking to Marty Morningweg about his new podcast. And so I had introduced Marty Morningweg. And Marty Smith was like, click, click, not me. Uh, our buddy Kyle Andrews says, shout out at the time we had to figure out which Kyle was which by uh, going Kyle 1 and Kyle 2 for the few weeks that I was there a few years back. I do remember that as well. And from Dave, Dave, oh, Dave was the Antoine Wesley guy. Dave was the guy nice. that let me know a few uh, a few weeks back. Um, and I did reference that. I did when I was asking, he said, I was the guy that remembered that Kyle was in love with Antoine Wesley. I did always enjoy it when Kyle would find something and glom onto it, despite the fact that there was nothing really to back it up, a la his prediction about the Browns. I, I was, was almost hoping, right about that one. I, uh, I was also hoping, um, I did get you a gift. Oh. I was hoping to find an autographed football from all of the players on the 0 and 16 Browns. I was hoping that existed somewhere. I searched high and wide and did not find one, unfortunately. I was like, how much could that possibly cost? 20 bucks tops? Like, there had to be at least one good player on the team. Is it quarterback? I don't even remember. Manziel, was it? Hoyer? Look that up. Look up who, look up Jordan. Jordan. Find out who was the quarterback for the 0-16 Browns. All right, joining us now, as he does every Friday, he is Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka. He's with us now here on GCR. Bo, good morning, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good morning. It's good to talk to you. Obviously, um, uh, you know, the, the two home games you've done this year turned out to be pretty friggin' compelling games to be at as, uh, as football games go this season. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I'm in a weird place, Bo, big picture when it comes to the Ravens because, obviously, Lamar Jackson – He's a he's a maestro. He's he. It's like watching Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock right now. It's it's unreal what he's doing. But I have to measure that against the fact that the Ravens were extraordinarily fortunate in the fourth quarter that the Colts stopped trying on one drive and just decided to play for a field goal despite their kicker being hurt. And then they didn't have to put defense back out there because the defense is. It ain't good right now. It is very difficult for me because they're four and one, but they are certainly flawed. I think that's totally true. They are about five plays away from being one and four, uh, which is the crazy thing of this season. I mean, like you said, except for one game, every game came literally came down to the last minute. Yep. Um, you're right that I, I said it at the time, and I stayed. Sta- you know, I, uh, other people said it as well, but it struck me right away that the Colts just they they just started playing not to lose, and generally that means you're going to lose um, on that last possession there where they ended up. You know, they put themselves in position to kick a field goal, 
which got blocked. But point of fact was they were driving down the field on this Ravens defense all day. And it just seemed curious that at that point, and that was even before I knew the kicker was hurt. Right. It seemed like a, it seemed like a curious decision, even without the kicker being hurt. Um, but anyway, that, you know, and to the Ravens credit, they, they executed at a really high level the last four drives when Lamar Jackson led them to touchdowns every time. And as we know, he almost threw almost no incompletions the whole night. Um, he was able to find receivers underneath and then he got Marquise Brown deep once. Um, so, you know, it was an extraordinary comeback. I mean, for three quarters, they had had no business. It looked like they were going to get blown out quite honestly. No question. Um, but you know, they, they'll say they hung together and the game is four quarters long and that's true, but I don't think they want to be in a general sense. I don't think they want to be falling behind 22 to three as a habit. Um, I, I don't know what they do. I think a lot of people have pointed out that it seems like the biggest problem defensively is the tackling and the play of the inside linebackers. And uh, there have been people that have been pushing, why don't you have Josh Pines play? Is there a world in which you just bench Patrick Queen? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but, boy, it has not been good. I, I don't I don't know what you do, Bo, other than just kind of hope it gets better. Yeah, I think they're going to try something different, uh, I, and I don't know what that's going to look like, but yesterday, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, spoke at the podium, and he made two or three references to they need to change the look, something to that effect. And I don't know exactly what he was getting at, and I don't know if that's benching Patrick Queen. I don't know if it's taking Queen off the field more often and playing Bynes more. Um, Another option, you know, if this, this Chargers team is going to throw the ball a lot, it might be a case where they put more defensive backs on the field and, and Chris Board is out there as, as an inside linebacker more because he's better in coverage. And, or, or you just bench Queen. But I, it struck me yesterday when Week Martindale said they need, to change, they need to change the look or something to that effect that he was going to shake things up. I don't know what it will look like, but he knows and John Harbaugh knows the play of the inside linebackers is not what it has to be. Wink Martindale referenced they need to take better angles. They need to react more quickly. They both said they need to tackle better, which is obvious anytime you watch this team play. Um, and, and I will say the tackling is not only a function of Patrick Queen and the linebackers, right? Because when Travis Kelsey runs for a 45-yard touchdown and five guys get a hold of him, that's more than just the inside linebackers not tackling well. The tackling has been a problem for more than just the linebackers. Uh, but Clearly, the way the inside linebackers are playing has been a problem, and I, it sounds like they're going to try to shuffle things up. I don't know what that will look like, but it won't surprise me if we see a little different looks or different alignments this weekend. He's Press Box Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka. He's with us here on GCR. Your final uh, couple of days to pick up this print issue of Press Box, by the way. Bo wrote the cover story about Marlon Humphrey. Uh, less than a week remaining to get that at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Bo, uh, we're expecting to see Rashad Bateman for the first time. Obviously, they have to, you know, that that has to be finalized between now and Sunday. Um, if we do, what what is your expectation for what we'll see from Rashad Bateman, particularly as it, I guess, maybe it's trending towards the idea that we might not see Sammy Watkins on Sunday. I think that's correct. I think we will see Bateman, and I think we won't see Watkins. Um, <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's, as I wrote earlier this week, if there's one place the Ravens could afford an injury, it's probably at the wide receiver position with both Bateman and Boykin coming back to health. Quite, quite a, quite a place we're at, by the way, where we're saying that, Bo Smolka, about the Baltimore <laughs> I know, <Ravens>. right? <laughs> 
But, you know, they basically they, they, they made the choice to keep seven receivers uh, on their roster at the start of the year. And then, of course, there were two they were putting right on IR, so that cut it to five. But all along, they thought, well, when these guys come back from IR, who knows if we'll have more injuries. And, and frankly, that's what happened, right? Because Sammy Watkins left with a hamstring injury, hasn't practiced this week. It sounds unlikely that he'll practice today or play um, on Sunday. Bateman technically doesn't have to come off injured reserve until the middle of next week because they have a 21-day window to return to the active roster, but all indications are he will play this weekend. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, wouldn't go that far, but he basically said yesterday that when he does come back, um, that they will kind of ease him in. It sounded almost like a pitch count concept that I think we'll see him for, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 plays. I don't think he'll be in every play guy at first um and they will they will steadily ramp up his workload but if i you know if i had to bet i think he'll be activated they have to do it by saturday afternoon in order to have him eligible for sunday they have an open roster spot that's not an issue so and he's practiced now fully i think two straight weeks so um it it, it all, all signs appear that he'll play sunday no ben cleveland for a little while is the assumption just that, that means it's ben powers all game long and that you know, they they just show full trust in him moving forward. Yes, although Tyree Phillips has returned to practice as well. He's another one that's on injured reserve. Um, you know, he's been out. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I think week yeah. two he got hurt, um, and maybe week one. Yeah, even. I think, anyway, I think it was week so one, yeah, yeah. So he's been he's returned to practice. So he's also started that 21 day window to return to the active roster. Um, he's been on the practice field. They don't list the injured reserve guys on the injury report. They only do that with the 53 men. So I, you can't say whether they would view him as full or limited. Um, but I've seen him on the practice field this week, so he is back working out with the team. If he's not able to play this weekend or if he's not even dressed, then, then they're a little thin at guard, right? They basically have powers of play. They have Tristan Colon, who is essentially the center and works as a backup guard. Um and if they had to really flip things around, Patrick McCary could move from tackle to guard, but they don't want to do that because he's actually playing well at right tackle. So it would be Powers, and I think Cologne would be the backup at either left or right guard. Cologne ran in there briefly last game when um, Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler yeah. went out. Um, but Phillips, I think, is getting close to being back, and it might be the case where they, they activate him this weekend, they dress him this weekend, but he doesn't play unless he's absolutely needed. But, um, you know, Cleveland is... John Harbaugh said Cleveland is not a long-term injury, which is actually fortunate because when you see an offensive lineman go off on a cart, um, you tend to think that's going to be an extensive injury. Uh, Cleveland tweeted during the week uh, something about he got a positive report from the doctors, so that indicated it was not serious. And then John Harbaugh described it as a short-term IR, so it's a minimum of three weeks for Cleveland. So it's not he's got to be out at least that long. But by then, Tyree Phillips will most likely be back, and he could theoretically be you know, in the mix even this weekend, although I think Powers is the guy going forward until you know Phillips is stronger and ready to go. Uh, Bo, I think you talk to anybody who's involved with preparing for this game, and, and they say it's something similar, right? Like the Chargers have a great offense. They have some defensive concerns. The Ravens have a great offense. They have some defensive concerns. But what they'll tell you is, the Chargers specifically look vulnerable in their run defense. The, the problem being, we just don't know if the Ravens are capable of taking advantage of a vulnerable run defense because we don't know if they're capable of running the ball. And that leads me into a conversation we've had this week. I, you know, it, it's somehow more confusing. A week ago, we thought 
you know, the most likely thing was that we would see a little bit more of Le'Veon Bell, and they were, they, you know, that, that seemed to be the one guy that maybe they hadn't gotten a no on just yet, um, and then we didn't see him at all. Are they just sort of acknowledging that they don't have faith in any of these guys at this point, and is there a point at which they have to start exploring the trade market for a running back, considering they are 4-1 and one and they really have a chance to do something, and they've got to be able to run the ball somehow, some way? Good question. I mean, it's it's amazing, right, to sit here and think, I mean, in May or June, would anyone have said, oh, boy, they just can't run the ball? I mean, it's it's really, you know, running the ball is what they've done. It's all they've done for the last, not all they've done, but it's been their calling card for the last two years, two of the most prolific running years in the history of the league. And now they can't run the ball. Yep. Um, I, no, I, I don't. You know, they'll say all the right things about these about these running backs, but <clears throat> it seems to me that they don't have a whole lot of faith in the running backs, or or no, none of them are obviously wowing anybody. Um, Tyson Williams was inactive, and then he came back and played. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the longest run by a running back last week was five yards. Now, part of that is the, the, the run blocking. They were getting beat at the line of scrimmage, and, and the running backs were getting hit before the line of scrimmage. But the burst and the acceleration and explosiveness from none of those guys has been there. Um, will Le'Veon Bell get a look this week? I, I don't know. I, I, I've stopped trying to figure it out. They have four backs, and three are going to be active. Devontae Freeman ended up contributing a little bit in the passing game late when they, had to, you know, when they were throwing the hole in that two-minute drill. I think that's where his value lies. Um, I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they have a whole lot of confidence in any of them. I don't have. I mean, I, that's what it looks like when you watch them play. Uh, to make a move on the free on the market and try to trade for a running back, it's a tricky thing because you don't have much cap room um, to bring. Depending on how you're going to bring someone in, um, they have draft capital to give up. But then, of course, when they come back next year, you got the three running backs all coming back, or at least you know we don't know if that Justice Hill would fit into the equation. But right. Dobbins and Edwards, you would think, are coming back. So. It would become a short-term rental kind of thing. Um, but to your point, you're 4-1, and one, you're in the mix, and you'd hate to say, oh, we, we, we fell short because we never had a running back, if there are running backs out there to be had. But it's not a team that has a lot of flexibility in terms of, in terms of money. So um, it, I, I'm sure they're looking, but it's, it's, a, it's a complicated issue. And I assume, by the way, the answer, you know, this was just brought up to me by a listener, and, and, and you're right, Ed. I assume the answer, as far as Anthony Averett struggles, has to just be, we're going to try. I mean, like he, he played well for the first four games of the season. Yes, it was it was a disaster on Monday night. There's no getting around that. And I think that it was a blueprint for other teams, right, to look out there and say, hey, if, you know, if Marlon Humphrey's over here and Jimmy Smith's over here, we're going we're gonna to throw at that guy instead. I assume that he's going to have the ball come his way a lot more, but I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if they – they benched him because of one bad game. I don't think they've got a better option. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to bench him, who are you going to play right. in front of him? I mean, maybe you can try Jimmy Smith out there a little bit, but Jimmy Smith is really playing much more of a, of a safety really right. now more than an outside corner. Um, Averett's by far your best available option opposite Marlon Humphrey, given the roster they have now. And, and you know, if all there were four other teams that played the Ravens and probably thought the same thing. Humphrey's over there. We're going to go to the other side of Averitt. And Averitt played well in the first four games. He did not have a good game. Um, Wake Martindale said as much. It, it was obvious watching the game. No, you know, there was not going to be any smoke screens about that. He didn't play well. And, um, and it's, it, you know, it happens with cornerbacks. He's got to bounce back because you can guarantee the Chargers saw that. 
um, and they're going to probably pick on him because that's how it works. So it will be on him to play better, and if he doesn't, the Ravens could be in trouble. But uh, they, they have said they've, they've expressed confidence in him, and he played well in his first four starts. So you're right. I mean, yeah, he'll be out there because they don't have a better option. Yeah, that's just the reality of it. And again, it, we saw reason to believe that he can be better than what he was on Monday night. So I'm not, I'm not, pan- I'm not choosing to panic right now about Anthony Averett. But uh, Bo, I reserve my, the right to change my mind when we talk next Friday. I will reserve that right to have the conversation then. Uh, anything else we need to know before Sunday, Bo? Well, Lamar Jackson has practiced again yesterday. He was ill. Um, I'm not out of practice today, just so you know. I have my uh, an event at school with my daughter. But uh, we have reason to believe that he'll be back. I mean, it was an illness on the injury report. I mean, it's a little tricky. This is now three weeks in the past four that he's missed at least one practice. Of course, last week he puts on one of the most remarkable games in you know ever. Yeah. I mean, it was phenomenal what he did. Um, but it does disrupt rhythm a little bit when he's not out there. So obviously I'll be watching to make sure he's out there today and there's not a problem. Um, but, you know, the other thing, we still wonder about this offensive line with Villanueva. Can he hold up? Um, they're still limited <laughs> along that offensive line. And it's, it's just so frustrating, so, so interesting to see how this team has switched. And now – you know, it's a passing team, and they can't run the ball. It it would be an inconceivable proposition to say that three months ago. Um, but I will say this. I think, um, you know, a lot of people have made this uh, scuttlebutt this week about this spat between Marquise Brown and Bart Scott. I think Bart Scott's out of line on that, and I give Marquise Brown a lot of credit for how he's played this year, and I'm not just talking about the bomb touchdowns. When I watch Marquise Brown play, to me, the biggest difference in him playing this year versus last year is he's catching those 8, 10, 12-yard passes, and he's making a move on a defender, and he's getting 8 or 10 yards after the catch. And he, de- he did not do that in his previous years. Um, he's catching a ball, and he's juking inside and going outside, or he's juking outside and going inside, and he's getting upfield quickly. And I think that's the biggest improvement in his game. And you know, which teams would he start on in this league? I think he'd start on a lot of teams in this league, and especially the way he's playing right now. He says his foot got stronger, and that's been a big part of him being able to commit to getting upfield after the catch. But I think it's made him a, a really, really good receiver this year. So if you're going to be a passing team, which they are right now, you need a guy like that to step up, and to Brown's credit, he stepped up. Yep, he had a, he had a tough game. But, hey, look, it's what, what Bart Scott's – where he's fine himself. It's very sad. It's very sad that Bart Scott's decided this is the role that he wants to go in his life where he just says things for the sake of saying them. But, Bo, he is not alone. There are an awful lot of people like that in our industry, and they, they get make money to do it. And it's just – it's sad to me that that's uh, the way things go where you just say things for the sake of saying them. I, it bums me out. Um, but that's that, and uh, nothing we can do about it. Uh, at B. Smolka on Twitter, of course, is how you follow him. Pressboxonline.com is where you see his stuff. Bo Smolka, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, Glenn. Thanks. Take care. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, joining us here on GCR. Appreciate him doing that as always. We are winding down for hour number one of a Friday edition of the program. No, you can go ahead, go ahead and try. I, I, I meant to do it at the top of the show. I screwed up. It, I, 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 my I, I, it's on me. It's on me. This is my fault. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about, but I just want you to know it's my fault. Glenn Clark, I am not passing the buck. I, Glenn Clark, screwed it up. 
I uh, what is what's the what's the thing from um Little Dicky? I f the whole thing up. That was the song that he they did in uh, the show, right? I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I ran over the rabbit. I did the whole thing all on me. But I also sang the the hook from Blues Traveler, so I think I get credit for that as well. Um, some uh, some quickly from uh, Sam Bruck. Congrats, Kyle. Do your thing, man. It's not really a memory. It's a it's a nice gesture, and I appreciate that. Uh, uh, John from Little Rock. This is very uh, very kind. Wishing Kyle the best, and he will be successful in anything he does. I've always marveled at his love affair for that fine human, er, Brett Favre. You take that person. Player, not human. Yeah. <laughs> and Kyle in the kitchen is fire. And needs its own Twitter handle with weekly updates. That's been requested by John Little Rock that you continue Kyle in the Kitchen even though the show is ending. So, And Nick Kelly backed that up, said Kyle should publish a Kyle in the Kitchen cookbook online. Seems a bit much. Uh, or a YouTube page. I think that's more, I think that'd be more practical. Uh, Paul and Ovilando, I will definitely miss Kyle's knowledge and enthusiasm in the MLB draft and O's prospects. I always, I also always enjoyed when he would host the show in Glenn's absence. Just from listening, working with Stan for a full week is no easy task. <laughs> and he maintains patience and professionalism. Um, I love, I want to make this very clear. I love Stan. I'd, I'd say this to him. Stan's quirky. He's a very quirky individual. But I have worked with other human beings. And I think some of you know some of the human beings that I have worked with. And in comparison, I'd rather work with Stan. No doubt about it. That is that is a fact. Stan. I would always get a... He would like to go on. He would like to ask questions about topics that did not matter to our market sometimes. Yeah, there was a lot of that. With Stan one time, one of the more difficult things, I was... When we were at the, the baseball meetings... I had prepared that day to do it. I wanted to talk about, um, I guess it was Dexter Fowler. And I was like, why would the Orioles be interested in, I don't remember who the player was, when at the same price, they could go after Dexter Fowler again. This was one year removed. And he utterly torpedoed it. And not like, I disagree. Not, he said, move on. Mm -hmm. I recall. Like, Stan, what the F is, it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been. I'm like, "What, what do I do with this? Why don't we take a break? <laughs> like it was, but I I love Stan. I I love Stan. I appreciate him a great deal. Uh, continue to get me your memories. I did this one. Uh, uh, you know what? It, this is you'll like this from Chris. Chris says, Glenn, uh, while you pointed out some of the times that Kyle was wrong, for what it's worth, he was always quite correct about Patrick Mahomes, and I have never forgotten about that. He nailed that. Yes, he got a few things wrong over the years, but that one was one of the ones that he had right. He declared that Patrick Mahomes would not only be good, but would be the type of good that would be eternal. I don't remember if that was were the words, but I do remember that you were so quite bullish the, about. He could be the most talented were, quarterback of all time. Quite bullish about Patrick Mahomes. That part is true. So Chris, you are right about that. Uh, Dan brought up sexy Batman. Yes, I I also enjoyed sexy Batman and a fine monologue that day uh, that uh, Kyle performed as sexy Batman doing yes. um, the the Jaws, the Jaws monologue, yeah. which I appreciated a great deal. That one was wonderful. And from uh, hang on a second, from Joe. Joe says, Glenn, one of my favorites was when you would scold Kyle for just saying things for the sake of saying them. For what it's worth, after listening to yesterday's show and hearing Paul say what he said about Eli Manning, I have great hope that that will continue moving forward. You know what? You're probably right, Joe. That probably was a sign <laughs> that there will be some of that moving forward for sure. All right, we'll come back in. Uh, we'll get to uh, Young Utes. We're going to get to uh, Senator's suggestions for Senator Justin Reedy, Kyle in the Kitchen. The final 
ever. Kyle in the kitchen, all on the way. It's uh, Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show also brought to you by the uh, Tyus Bowser program. We return next Tuesday night. We will be at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena uh, for the next Tyus Bowser show. Tyus and a special guest. Make sure that you are there with us. Lil Jordan, celebrity appearance. He's going to be there. Uh, find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. All brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia, Pressbox, and True Strong Services. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glenn clark radio.com lil jordan lets us know it was deshaun kaiser who was the quarterback of the uh, win was that really the guy that you had all the was there a quarterback that got hurt then was there who were the other quarterbacks on the roster hang on Lil, uh, turn little jordan's mic on real quick oh yeah who were the other quarterbacks on the roster uh cody kessler and kevin hogan which one of them did we do we always know deshaun kaiser was going to play and you were still that bullish about 
I thought that Kessler looked okay at times last year, the year prior also. Okay, so you thought yeah. he was going to be the quarterback Whoever the they team? chose to be the quarterback would have earned it, and yeah. they could have won some games. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't win. In fact, they didn't win one. That didn't, uh, that didn't occur during the course of that season. Hey, um, uh, I was just telling you about the, the next Tyus Bowser show, and there's a lot more that's coming up with Grade 8's memorabilia, including a huge event tomorrow. Our buddy Chris Ruling is with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? Glenn, happy Friday. Happy Purple Friday. What's going on, my brother? Everything is good, man. Uh, what a day you got cooking tomorrow. You're going to be down at Baltimore Celeb Fest 2, and you get to hang out with, I mean, literally one of my favorite professional wrestlers of all time, a guest on the show earlier this week. Um, quite a coup for you to land Kurt Angle as part of the Great Eight Stable. Yeah, uh, Kurt has. You know, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a huge fan of the Olympics. I mean, I love it. It's like my favorite time of the year. I just love the stories of the the young amateur, you know, getting a shot at gold. And Kurt's story, you know, gravitated to me even before he went in. So when he went into the WWE and became one of my favorite wrestlers there, um, you know, first off, I want to stop and say. You have like become like the Barbara, Barbara Walters of oh, interviewers. Stop! Just, stop! Just diving in and 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 getting in in deep with Kurt Angle. I mean, that was a riveting. I mean, I listened to it. I mean, it was awesome. I wanted you just to keep. No, it was so much fun. Was, I, yeah, I, we could have done an hour again. And by the way, I've done an hour with Kurt Angle before. It's part of the reason why I know he's good. I the, the but, I had forgotten about. I think he only made it public a couple years ago that he had tried out for the Steelers. So I wanted to have some fun with that and him admitting that Ray Lewis would have knocked him on his ass was one of my favorite things in the world. And by the way, Ray Lewis was a hell of a wrestler. I don't think people know that. He was a in fact he is in the amateur wrestling hall of fame. I don't think people are aware of that when it comes to Ray Lewis. I did not. And I also I mean it's just like why Kurt Angle would drink two gallons of milk a day and when be being lactose intolerant? <laughs> like what the what the hell is that? Like, that that's discipline right there. But anyway, so Baltimore Celeb Fest, number two, we had the grade eight stable out the first one, and I had an opportunity to get, to get Kurt Angle. Uh, we're bringing back the uh, the beautiful people, Velvet Sky and I Angelina love, Love, as well as Tessa Blanchard, who's just now uh, joined AJ Lee uh, as part of the uh, the WOW uh, Women of Wrestling yep. uh, movement. Uh, we also are bringing in uh, the inspiration, uh, formerly known as the Iconics, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay. And the Briscoes, who are one of my favorite tag teams um, ever. I mean, uh, I just, it, anyone it, who's ever been to a Ring of Honor show knows, like that's the reason why you go is to see the Briscoes, man. <laughs> I mean, they've had a. They've, you think about the wars that they've had, you know, with Gorillas. You think about the wars that they've had with Red Dragon, yep. Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly with the Young Bucks. Uh, I mean, it's just like they've been in just some classic, classic matches. So all eight of them, you can see them individually, or I'm trying to hook people up just because I know times are tough. We're still getting back from COVID. But you can meet all eight of the Grade 8 stable for 300 bucks. It's one ticket. That's photo and autographs from all eight of them. You can make a day and just hang out with us um, there at uh, Benfield Sports Center in Millersville tomorrow from 12 to 4. And that's – if people don't understand, I think people hear some of these numbers sometimes like, wow, that sounds like a lot. If you don't understand how this industry works, that's an insane deal. Um, I was talking to my buddy Aaron Oster from the wrestling show, and he said, I just went to a convention two weeks ago, and there is no world in which I was meeting eight stars of that quality, photos and autographs for 300 bucks. Like, that, that, yeah. that world does not exist. Yeah, and I have, you know, I have kids, I mean, 11 and 13, and trust me, they're expensive. So bring the family out. You don't need to buy tickets for, for everyone for your photo. You buy one of those group, one of those tickets, get a whole family photo done. Wow. Get, get wow. the Kurt Angle Christmas card rocking, you know what I mean? That's awesome. And, and, 
And, you know, I, I wanted to be fun. You know, whenever I was a kid, I loved going to events like this. Um, and now that I get an opportunity to bring it to Baltimore, I try to make as many family-friendly events as possible. And, um, you know, what's, what's better than pro wrestling, man? Wow, I mean, it's that's so cool, man. It's so cool, and it's going to be an incredible day. And it's not just, I know, it's, you know, for people that don't, it, you can meet the Great Eight Stable, and there's a ton of other wrestlers that are going to be oh, there. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, you have, you have the Steiner brothers together. Yep. Uh, Trish Stratus is going to be there. The Godfather. I mean, it's over 50 wrestlers there. I don't, I mean, I can't think of the last time that there's been a convention this big here. Um, IPO Sports Marketing, Chad Clark, real cool dude, um, you know, putting some things together. So tonight at Jimmy's Seafood is a crab feast um, where you can go and eat crabs with the wrestlers. You can check that out um, on BaltimoreCellFest.com as well. Tomorrow is the show, and then MCW Wrestling is doing a live show, yeah. I do a live show at Benfield. So you can make an entire weekend of wrestling and then go to the game tomorrow. So single guys or guys who have cool wives, I mean, this (laughs) (laughs) this is probably that weekend that you can you know, get away with the boys and, and have some fun. I mean, I got five five of the hottest women in wrestling in my section, so come <laughs> hang out there. Great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight is the website for you to get your tickets for the Great 8 Stable tomorrow. Chris, I want to uh, quickly, um, two things. One, I mean, we've been having so much fun with the Tyus Bowser show. What a 10. You, were, you nailed this with him being the right guy to do this show. He's been unbelievable as a host for this thing, man. And we're going to be back. We're going down to Pasadena and Twain's Tavern. I'm going to be making my first uh, trip to Twain's Tavern on Tuesday night with Tyus. I-, I can't say enough. And for True Strong Services to come aboard, we're excited about that. What a great time we've been having with this dude all season, man. Yeah, man. It's just like, um, you know, one of my favorite shows is I love the, the Ravens Wired that they have after the game. Yep. When you get an opportunity to really, like, hear what's going on in the minds of those guys because you know oftentimes we think they're just Madden players and we're controlling on our, our, our joystick but they're like real human beings who you know they, who don't take anybody lightly and I just love hearing the stories and we had he brought an awesome guest in um cap uh, Anthony Levine and then he brings out you know, probably the guy who's going to be defensive rookie of the year and Odafe away you never know who his guest yep. is going to be until like the day of but I mean come out Bring the kids out. It's free. You know, Twain's has got some awesome uh, cheesesteak egg rolls. I mean, it, it, their, their wings are off the hook. Uh, it's a great place. Plenty of parking right off of uh, Route 100 there in Pasadena. But, uh, I mean, it'd be awesome, man, for everybody to come out. And, um, I mean, Ty's has just been – he's been awesome. What a, I, mean, I mean, he's been way, a 10. He's been a 10, man. A, I can't yeah, say enough. the way he's been staying around. And yep. it's just like – you ask him for an autograph, and he's writing like an entire book. You yep. know, thank you for your support. One hundred, love you. You know what I mean? It's just and like, he's genuinely listening too. By the way, and and, and this is I, I I'm I'm sorry, Jordan. We'll have to push a, a young youth. I'm sorry. We'll do it later. We're, I promise we're still going to do it. I want to say this about Tyus Bowser. I I warned him. I said, man, you're going to have people coming up to you, and they're going to want to like tell you their life story, and they're going to tell you how you could be better at your job, which is insane because you know you're you. And he listens to every single one of them. Yeah. Like, there's no dismissiveness. There's no. Could you imagine that? Could you oh imagine my that if I, came up to you? Like, I would. I would be you. done in ten <laughs> seconds, Chris. I, ten <laughs> seconds. I would say, what? Why am I spending my time this way? He listens to every single story. He reacts. He responds. When somebody's yelling him about missing a tackle, he's like, "You're right, man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna do better. I pro-. like." 
He has the patience of a saint. Like, I can't believe how good Tyus Bowser has been in this role. It's unreal, man. I'm so excited about it. And, and before I let you go, Chris, I want to also um, – you, you, the reason why you and I connected to begin with is because we both believe in the same thing. It's taking care of this community. Um, sure. and, and, and obviously you run a business and of course Pressbox is a business as well, but, um, we, we have a, we believe there's a bigger purpose than that. And, and that's the reason why you and I were always going to be aligned and the reason why we've worked together so much and what you're doing. I, I, I almost like, I saw the first event with Ray Rice and Jimmy's I'm like, that's really cool, man. And I, I that's unbelievable thing and raising food. But when the announcement you made this week is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my entire life. Are you really offering people an opportunity to meet Justin Tucker and it's free and all they've got to do is bring out food? Yeah, man. This, um, you know, last year, you know, the, the, the Harvest of Hope has actually been a, a project that the Transformation Center in Brooklyn, Street Lake you know, uh, Christian Fellowship, it was something that started out as 15 dinners. And over the past years, last year, we did 550 turkeys and all the fixings for families to be able to have the dignity of making their own dinners at home. Instead of spending it in a soup kitchen or a cafeteria in their home, watching TV, or like just, just like I am and just like you are. And we did it off of one event. We had Adelius Thomas and Dwayne Starks down at Jimmy's. And now that things are opening back up and, and you know, we've, we've been... And we've only been doing this for about 18 months now, and we've been able to develop some pretty cool relationships. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to offer three free meet and greets and the Ray Rice party. So November 2nd at Jerry's Toyota, we'll have Justin Tucker on November the 9th. Uh, that one, I believe, is going to be at the Wise uh, in Kearney and Parkville. We'll have Deshaun Joker Elliott for free. And then we're also going to have the Ty's Bowser show, which that particular one uh, is taking place at Mother's and Timonium. Okay. All three of them will be free meet and greets. Ty's is going to bring us a surprise special guest, maybe even two guests. And you'll be able to meet all five of them for free. And all you got to do is bring select canned goods that we can provide or gift cards to where we can get this some is, giants to where we can get them turkeys. This is insane. I mean, this is insane, man. Justin Tucker's a Hall so of Famer. Did. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, you know, Mr. 66, um, you know, it's just, and he's, he's fantastic. We had him at Jerry's for the yep. Brigance Brigade, yep. him and OJ, um, Jeremy Kahn in the dunk booth. You stopped out for a little bit and we just built this relationship. So I, after the 66 yard field goal, you know, we hit him up and we said, Hey man, you know, do you think you can come out and do this? And, um, we got it all worked out and we got sponsors on board, Giants. Uh, WRNR 103.1 FM is joining us. Press Box, of course. Yep. And, uh, you know, Jerry's Toyota. So it's going to be a great time, man. And our goal is 650 families this year. So I guess here's my thing it's free. You know, I'm not trying to make any money off of this. I don't care if my name is even attached to it. The only thing that I want is for 650 families to get to be sitting around their table just like I will be. So if you can come out, spread the word. I'll hook you up with autographs, photos, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, just 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 help us, you know, give hope. And there's nothing better in this world that you can do is is to give hope to people who maybe don't have it. Man, and right and right now, it's, there's a lot of that going out there. 
And um, if life, I say it all the time, if, if life was all about me, man, I'd be the only one alive. But there's others out there. So That's overwhelming. I mean, it's really overwhelming. That's unbelievable. Um, Great8smemorabilia.com, again, is the website with the number eight. And we're going to be talking a lot about those events. And then, then obviously, you and I will have to uh, get brainstorm about what we're going to do for a coat drive this year because we had so much success last year. We're going to have to replicate that. But, um, I mean, I'm just I'm blown away. That's incredible stuff, uh, Chris Ruling, and, and, and that's what we're all about, man. That is – Well, I, look, man, I, I couldn't – you know, one person can only do so much. And I am, like, so thankful, man, that our, our paths cross, and they cross and just – they cross because of Mo. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, you just think about the connections that you have. Our past crossed. We're still connected, and other lives can be changed because of relationships. So I'm I'm very great, grateful for the one I have with you, and I'm so excited about what the future holds, man. And I have a vision for Baltimore of what it can be, of what it was when I was a kid when I didn't know any better. And I think that we can get back there, but we just all got to work together and take care of each other. Great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. Uh, make sure you're following them on all the socials as well, because you never know when an announcement might pop up that you. I didn't know the Justin Tucker thing was coming, and I said, holy crap, that's a big yeah. deal, man. That I had to keep a, it secret. Yeah, I get it. I get it, bro. That is a really big deal. Uh, all right, Chris, love you, brother. Uh, enjoy it this weekend. We will see you down there on Tuesday night at Twain's Tavern. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Thanks, brother. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Chris Ruling, Great Eights memorabilia. That's, I mean, that's, did you understand what he just said? You can meet Justin Tucker for free. Pretty good deal. Do, do you think there's anywhere else that you can do that? This is Royal uh, Farms, maybe if you catch them on the I mean, right If day. it happens yeah. to be, yeah, you just happen to be getting coffee. Um, all you got to do is make a donation of canned goods. That's it. And you're meeting Justin Tucker, Hall of Famer, Justin Tucker. I think it's the future, but yes. That, you know what I mean. Yes. My God, that's an incredible offer. GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. I genuinely don't know how he's doing that. Um, do you have his number? Do, we, do you need? Do you I do. Need we take okay. a break. We're just doing. No, nah, right we now. we don't need to take a break. We can call him right now, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll figure out the breaks from there. Um, I can't get over that. That's incredible stuff. Thank you to Chris and uh, Great Eights Memorabilia, and, and I, you, you ain't doing better than that. Come out. I mean, we're gonna ask you for coats again in December. And we're gonna make it worth your while, but I don't know that we're doing better than a free event with Justin Tucker that you can come out, bring your kids, bring your family, and meet. The guy that just hit the longest field goal in, in football history, and all you got to do is bring bring some food. We're going to help the community, the people that need it the most, and you get to meet Justin Tucker. Yeah, sorry. I, Kyle told me that as well. I Thank you, Jordan. Um, it's, I think this is good news for me because I picked up Zach Ertz this week with Dallas Goddard uh, being down, but uh, Zach Ertz has been traded. It was a fifth-round pick, correct? Uh, Zach Ertz has been traded. And a cornerback. Who? Tay something. Okay. Tay Zunday, the guy that did uh, Chocolate Rain years ago? Something similar to that for what it's worth. Is it really? Yeah. Is, uh, Jordan, what's his name? Tay Gowen? Gowen? Ah, sure. Gowen. I don't think it's it's very similar, but yeah, I get you. Um, Zach Ertz is going to the Cardinals, and they need a tight end, obviously, with Mac Will- Max Williams hurt. And Max Williams had been a very functional part of their offense, so that sounds to me like it's a win for the Cardinals, and it sounds like it's a win for those of us that picked up Zach Ertz this week in fantasy football. There's no like he can't he can't play in both games, right? Like he couldn't somehow play on Sunday again, could he? There's got to be a rule against that. I got to think there's a rule against that in the NFL. Or else I want double points in fantasy, man. <laughs> no, I want to get them all. I want that to be the case. 
All right, it's uh, Friday. On Oh, by the way, every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. And, of course, you know there's a pretty big game coming up on Sunday. Kyle Ottenheimer is going to make his first post-GCR public appearance at the game. Now, what's your po- autograph and picture policy on Sunday at the stadium? Buy me a beer. And and you'll do you'll do anything. I'll take at my that shirt point? off. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That seems like a pretty good deal. Every seat is the best seat. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets now available at BaltimoreRavens.com/slash/tickets. On Fridays, uh, we preview the college football weekend. Senator suggestions with our friend Senator Justin Reedy, who's with us now here on GCR. Good morning, Senator. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm all right. The uh, the it's not as it's not as loaded this week. I got I got. Um, we, you know, we were jilted, I guess, a little bit because the last two weeks were so good that this week's slate just not quite as great. And the and what seems to be the best game of the week, it probably not even going to be all that close if I had to guess. But I'll let you try to sell me on some games this weekend. What are your suggestions? What should we be paying attention to this college football weekend? Yeah, well, first I'll tell you real quickly, I think one thing to watch for are there's several teams who are coming off of either big wins or disappointing losses. And um, and so I think there's a lot of look down look there's a lot of let down look ahead type stuff where um, uh, you know you've got a team like like a you know uh, I'm thinking about Iowa coming uh, coming off of a of a huge win against Penn State now they're playing Purdue at home Purdue not a great team but not a bad team either you know and okay. uh, there's some different games like that but as far as the top three games I'll go three two one if you All want right. I like that we'll let's do it that way yeah. yeah so the third game on my list of most meaningful matchups is um, in the evening on ACC Network, you've got a really, actually a sneaky good game. NC State ranked number 22 against Boston College, um, at Boston College. This is really a battle for, uh, it could very well be the battle for the ACC Coastal, uh, the ACC Atlantic uh, division, because NC State's beaten Clemson. uh, Boston College lost to Clemson, but Boston College has a pretty good team. So this is going to be a tough, tight game. Really, NC State has the talent to win this, but every year NC State tends to be the kind of team that wins the games they're supposed to win, but then doesn't come through when they really need to to really get above the seven and five, eight and four hump. So I think this is a big game um, for the ACC, and that's two one-loss programs. So I, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup, particularly for those of us that still kind of follow the ACC, even though Maryland's not in the ACC anymore. Well, there's no, ch- um, there's no way that an ACC team can get back into the conversation for the playoff, right? Like that's that's dead. No, but for me, it's also about, as you know, I love the symphony of college football. And for me, for me somebody being able to win a conference title that's not, not, not won one in 20 years. Yeah, somebody, never yeah a, new, a, a new seat at the table. I, it, is, is, it means something. Right, yeah. like a Wake Forest, obviously, right. um, being right. in the picture. I get that. I completely understand right. that, crashing the party a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and we could expand forever on this. But when the, the playoff eventually expands to 12 teams, games like this could all of a sudden be much more meaningful. Yeah, so that's because... the other that's down the road. Obviously, that's not this season. I think uh, so. My second uh, number two game. Uh, obviously, weekend, in that scenario, what, what the senators bring up is that the idea will be every major conference champion will be guaranteed a spot in the playoff. So even if yep. your your conference champion ends up being like the twenty third ranked team in the country or an unranked team somehow, they would end up getting a spot in the that 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 UConn team that won the Big East all those years ago with Randy Edsel. In in this world even though there's no Big East anymore, like that UConn team would be in the, the college football playoff somehow. That's correct. And also the other thing that is mindful is that when you have 12, then you also could have more at-large teams. So you could have a team that goes 11-1 and one, unexpectedly or, or 10-2 and two and have an opportunity. But I, I know you have a, a limited amount of time to talk college football. 
So I, I the second um, the second game on my list is yep. uh, going to be Texas and Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State is undefeated, uh, ranked in the top twenty now. Um, Texas had coming off a disappointing uh, blown loss uh, against Oklahoma last week, but is more talented than Oklahoma State. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. It's going to be I expect a close game, and it's the kind of game that you know if Oklahoma State keeps winning, they're going to start playing bigger and bigger games. Uh, they could if Oklahoma State wins this, they're going to look like they're the second best team in the Big Twelve at least, if maybe not the best. So I think it's another exciting matchup. Uh, it's a it's a noon game, but it's an exciting matchup on Saturday. Um, used to be this kind of game would be high scoring, but Oklahoma State's defense has really carried them this year. Texas has been obviously much more offense driven, so it'll be an interesting clash of styles. Uh, and it typically is a close game between the two. I was more than a little surprised that Oklahoma State was getting points, considering how they played. That was a bit surprising to me from the. I assume members. it's because they're at home. Uh, that's one of those things where I I don't know. To me, I think there's a there's a concern by probably I would imagine Vegas and whoever sets this that the that Texas will be disappointed, but they could also come out fired up, ready to sort of avenge a, a blown loss to Oklahoma. Yeah. And Bijan Robinson is the best player on either team on the field. So, um, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to watch. All right, number one on the list. The best game this week is? It's Georgia. Number one, Georgia, looking very, looking like the most dominant team in college football by far. Uh, with Alabama losing last week, it's a, they're a clear number one. Uh, with Kentucky, uh, who's one of the Cinderella stories this year, an undefeated Kentucky team, ranks number 11 because I think people are waiting to see, are they really for real? And I think they're going to run into a little bit of a buzzsaw personally at Georgia. I don't think it's going to be 37 to nothing like the Georgia-Arkansas game was, but I do think uh, Kentucky um, is not going to be. It's not going to be close. I, I'd be. I, I'm very interested to see if they can keep it close for three quarters. Um, but uh, if, if Kentucky, if Kentucky hangs in this game into the fourth quarter, I think you have to look at them as being a very good team because Georgia is excellent and. Uh, so I, I, but it's a top game because it's a top, basically a top ten matchup, and uh, is the best matchup game of the day. The winner obviously uh, is in completely in the driver's seat for the uh, SEC East. I expect the winner to be Georgia, but hey, you know, even if Kentucky loses this game, I think they're set for concluding with a, a very good season for them. And it's just part of the craziness of college football this year that we have so many teams that. We have a lot of the bigger teams that have been dominant losing a game or two yep. games, and we have teams that usually are barely on the cusp of bowl eligibility or worse. They're having great seasons like Kentucky and Wake Forest and others. So it, it's exciting. It is depressing, though, that the best game of the week is a game with a 21-and-a-half-point spread. Like, that is a little depressing yeah, I, when you – And I, I feel like it's going to – that'd be an interesting point spread. That's a high point yes, spread. It yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. No doubt about so we'll that. So we'll see. But, uh, uh, I, but there's I, a lot of good games. So uh, uh, there's a lot of – and you know what? This could be a week that you think it's going to be rough, and then it ends up being, being just, really, yeah, really classics, good. right? No question. You just well, never know. I, Yep. You know, to your credit, like you kept saying Alabama was probably going to lose a game and Texas A&M could be tricky. And I know you're probably I, – I don't know if you've recovered emotionally from that yet, <laughs> uh, a Senator, but um, – Well, you know, because I love college football, uh, I, I am one who tries not to grumble too much when a, when a team has an emotional win. Uh, I think Alabama could still, if they win out, they'll, they, they can get to the playoff. But uh, this week will be a tough game for them at Mississippi State. They don't tend to play well at Starkville, so – uh, it, it, you know, yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, you never like to see your favorite team lose, but you also have to keep it in perspective that you can't win them all. That's, uh, you know what? Well, Maryland fans know that better than anybody. Maryland That's fans right. know that That's quite right. well. 
All right, uh, uh, follow the senator for his football takes on Twitter, at ReedyCFB. And, of course, they can find you at the duck pin as well, correct? That's correct, yep. Uh, yep. And check out all the college football coverage he has there. Senator's suggestion, Senator Justin Reedy, always appreciate you, sir. We'll talk to you next Friday, all right? Thank you, sir. You guys have a great weekend. Justin Reedy checking in with us, as he does every Friday here on GCR, to preview the college football weekend. <sighs> Ty Lavatai got hurt last night, and uh, Navy not able to cover. It was very depressing for Kyle and I because yep. we took Navy. And now I, we're only one game clear of John Proctor at the bottom of the table. Not great news for us, but a lot still to be played this weekend. Uh, today's show also brought to you by the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. If you missed it yesterday because we did it early, shame on you. We gave you plenty of warning about it. We'll be back to 1130 uh, every Thursday starting next week with the exception of Thanksgiving week. We'll have to do something a little bit different. But um, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is brought to you every Thursday by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. And if you missed it yesterday, you can still find it by going to Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and clicking on the Videos tab or by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Video. It's just ignore the advice about Damian Williams now because he's probably not going to play and Khalil Herbert looks like much more. Ken's quote was, whatever your question is about Khalil Herbert, my answer is yes. So... Keep that in mind as you go into the weekend. Should I bench him? You know, it, it, very clever, Kyle. Very clever. Uh, Matt Pine uh, wanted to do, uh, he said, Matt, what did Matt Pine say? He said, best of luck to the voice of God. Well, look at that. The voice of God. Very good. Well, thank you. Come back in, and we will. I will do Young Utes next, and uh, we will still get the uh, final Kyle in the kitchen. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Ravens scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. This is GlenParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. We go. That's how we. Uh, that's how we do it. Uh, quite the awkward scenario playing out in studio right now. You guys. I was we, right. Are we going to end up going to court? I was correct. Uh, okay. So another thing. Um. I. I. This is this is a true story. I attempted to sue you. <laughs> it was going to be a parting gift. Oh, that would have been nice. Um, I I dug into it last week. I have an attorney, and I I asked him about it, and he was like, "You don't. You're not going to want me to do this. You would have to do it on your own because, I like if I do it, you're going to have to pay me." And I was like, "Well, that's that's not the point of any of this." And then. There's also just apparently not really a way to make it go away. Yeah, that's kind of where like, I was wondering about. It. That's the, the the like the what I really want to do is say like can I just can we serve him? Could I have someone walk in on Friday uh-huh. and serve him and then it just goes away after there. Like I don't pursue it any further. Sure, I don't sure. like it, can I can we just make it go away and he was like, "Yeah, it's not that simple." And I was like, even in small claims court he's like, "Yeah, even in small claims court, not that simple." Well, I'm thankful you did not And take I that said route. I said, son of a bitch. So I had to scratch that off the list of ideas that I have. I think Brian Powell had suggested that as something, and I had already been, I had literally already been working on it um, at that point. So that was on the list of ideas that I had for what we could do is to sue you. Now, are you guys going to sue each other over the – oh, I won already. Is this a slander or a libel situation, what happened between you and Lil' Jordan? I, it here? would be more Kyle Stowers would be the person yeah. who would be suing, uh, I think. So, so during the break, uh, Lil' Jordan was very excited to tell me that Kyle Stowers struck out four times and four at-bats in his Arizona Fall League debut, and Kyle was like – Kyle went full full throat. I mean, like he, he cleared it. He did like a 10-minute cl- throat clear. He was like, <laughs> maybe you're misremembering no, how exactly this went. exactly what happened. We should have gotten video of it. That would have been good. Uh, to say, no, no, he did not. I saw him stroke the single most beautiful uh, double that I've ever seen in my entire really, life. Uh, embellishing the story. It was a exactly the way it had happened. I don't know why you're lying now. Um, what is the actual truth between the two? Because Kyle came with video evidence. I, I'm trying to pull up the box score for their first right. game. Well, this isn't interesting anymore. But I, I did, I did see on Twitter that Stowers did go 0 for 4. So why are you lying? I'm why, not lying. Why are you lying? Jordan? I'm not lying. I think why are you lying? I think Stowers should have gotten his double in the first <laughs> game, so the Mesa Solar Sox wouldn't lose. Mesa, 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 Mesa. Mesa. It's, a, it's a town name for a table. 
It's, ah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the Spanish word for a it's table. It's a town it's name like, for a table. It's, I don't know if that, that's No, I do know that. I, they didn't. Yes. Is that why? Is it yes. a table of a town or something? I don't really know what the story is, but they, it's 100% why the town is It's a town name for a table. That's a fact. All right. Um, oh, you know what? Before we do uh, Young Utes, this was a que- This is a good question. Paul wants to know, uh, before he leaves, would you ask Kyle which guest did he consider the most interesting to deal with in regards to getting them booked and getting a hold of them during his time as a producer? Steve Smith. Oh, Steve Smith wanted to uh, fight you. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve Smith, Smith was the most contentious no yes. that I ever received by far. He, his exact words, I believe, were, how'd you get my number? And then don't you ever call me on my home phone again? And then he hung up. I don't know why we called him on his house. I think I think it was just, we, I think we, this we, oftentimes I, I have multiple numbers stored yeah, for somebody and I don't know what is their like I this don't happens think all the time. would respond differently if I had called him on his cell for what it's worth. Oh no, Steve Smith. It's it's why I keep like he's been a very difficult person. I understand that we we like his antics. I don't. I, it just doesn't do the same for me as it does for everybody else. No, that soured my opinion of him a little. But that, that I, I get that's I, kind of who he is, and that's right. sort of. It's more. I just the anti like. There were people within the Ravens organization that didn't like Steve Smith. That just gen- oh, hang on a second. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Uh, the Verge, an Orioles podcast, which has been co- sourced by Mike Elias, has put them over big time. Yep. Says Mesa Solar Sock Zero surprise Saguaro's five Kyle Stowers 0 for four four strikeouts. So was it? The answer might just be they played multiple games. Yeah, this is literally yeah. a tweet from the MLB's Arizona Fall League. Account. So is the answer that just they, they that was one game and this was a different oh, game? This this was his Fall League debut. Okay, and that was and a different then, game. Yeah. yeah, and then that was the second. All right, so you yeah, both are right. Both so right. what do you do now? Do you dock? Like no. what do we? How do we celebrate? I think you pay us now. Yeah, no, I don't think that's the way it works. I don't think that's the case. I think I have three dollars in my wallet left over. I'll so. take it. All right, there you go. That's what you get. All right, here we go. <laughs> It's time for Young Utes. Young Utes brought to you this week by Underdog Fantasy Football. If you're not playing Underdog, you are a stupid human, and I question what your function is in this society, frankly. Underdog Fantasy Football is a lot of fun, and even when we get sports betting uh, up and running in the state of Maryland, you're not going to be able to do it on your phone for a while. It's only going to be at the brick and mortar, so you can do this on your phone. Football on your phone, as Eli and Peyton said once upon a time. All you got to do, download the Underdog app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Deposit $10 or more. Use the code PRESSBOX. We'll give you $10 to play with. And you can win big money. By the way, did you see the uh, the parlay that uh, Stecka missed and why he missed it last night? No. It involved Tom Brady, one and a half rushing yards, and he bet the over. And he was sitting on three. Ah, right Neil. until they took Neal's at that the end of the game. That was what happened when I uh, first – The two. first underdog parlay I ever did involved a Tom Brady over one and a half rushing yards. And I was like, that seems like so easy. I think it might have been 0.5 rushing yards. And I was like, quarterback sneaks. And then I forgot yep. that there's the possibility of a victory formation. Yep. Lost – had three – he was sitting on three yards, yep. lost two yards, taking knees at the end of the game, finished with one yard. Brutal. Andrew Stecka, the only part of his five-part – parlay that he missed last Brutal. night but if you would have taken the under with tom brady you would have been a big winner in that scenario 
underdog fantasy football. You should be playing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, even when you deal with things like that, it's still fun to be a part of. Um, uh, of course. Oh, that's Ben shared a picture of sexy Batman that I'd forgotten about. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Ben in San Francisco. Oh, look, those were the days. Those were the days. Young, impressionable. Ah, that gem, sexy, whatever happened to him? Pretty whatever sexy. happened to that guy? Where is he? Still sexy. Really wish you, you should have brought that back today. To I don't go think out I have with. It anymore. Why would you have gotten rid of the sexy Batman outfit? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what do you mean you're not using it? Your, your girlfriend hasn't requested it? What's wrong with her? It's too sexy. Too se- What was the costume in uh, Sunny uh, for the Halloween party? The of the Opera. That's exactly what. Yeah. Too sexy. Too sexy. Oh, love that. Anyway, uh, underdog fantasy football. They got football games, basketball games, baseball games, hockey games, um, and it's not just those fantasy contests that you've known from other companies. They also have player props, parlays, things along those lines. Underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog app. Pretty sexy, gotta very, say. Very sexy Batman. Very sexy Batman. All right, um, uh, what do you got for us, little Jordan? So Daniel Craig, uh, obviously. Uh, James Bond. Um, yes. Obviously, James Bond. and Everyone knows Bond him from Knives Out. out. Everyone knows and that. Yes. He was in Hard Candy. And it's, it's true, yes. And so... Kyle knows lots of things about Daniel Craig before he was James Bond. He was cool telling guy, about... He was telling about all those... And, and those were... It was with Deliverance. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that when he was in? Was he was in Deliverance? Was it was Lieb Schreiber. He, I don't think he was in Deliverance. Not no. that. It was... Um, what was that movie called? I don't like know. Nazi Germany. They were like in the forest. Uh, I'll look it up. I don't know. Go ahead, anyway. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Dan- Dan- Daniel Craig wasn't in Deliverance. <laughs> Daniel Craig, in an interview with the Huff Post, has stated that he no longer goes to straight bars. He only goes to gay bars, and he said that one of the reasons is, is because he's gay, which makes a lot yeah, more yeah. sense. No, he's not. He does not get into fights in gay board in gay bars. He said. I don't know. How many fights does he get in? Can can I say that line on uh, radio? His uh, reasoning? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So he said, one of the reasons is because I don't get into fights in gay bars that often. The aggressive dick swinging in hetero bars, I just got very sick of it as a kid because it's like, I don't want to end up being in a punch up. And I did. That would happen quite a lot. That seems to me like... People trying to fight James Bond? Yeah, that got a lot of questions. And like, if you're Daniel Craig, you're one of the most famous human beings on the face of the planet. You're really just going out to the pub by yourself? I'd like to think you'd be able to, I suppose. I don't know, man. Like, he's Daniel Craig. He's pretty friggin' recognizable, man. Like, I... Doesn't mean I'd try and fight him. No, but I get... I do understand that there are, like... There are people that are such lowlifes that, like, that's... Uh, they look at their buddies like, I'm going to get in a fight with James Bond. Like, I do believe that those people exist, which is why I would not be traveling by myself if I was Daniel Craig, necessarily. I get the desire to, but I would either have, if I don't have a bodyguard, I would at least maybe have a friend who is a neighborhood tough, you know, something along those lines. Sexy Batman. Correct, like a sexy Batman that you can bring with you to the bars. Um, I, ha- I that, that part is very weird to me. Like, I don't go to gay bar. Gay bars are great. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for going to gay bars. They're, they're a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like I'm all in on that. Yeah. I mean, he, he continues and he also goes, a gay bar is a very good place to go. Everybody's very chill and you didn't really have to state your sexuality. It's okay. It's a safe place to be. And I could meet girls there because there are a lot of girls there for exactly the same reason I was there. It was an ulterior motive. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, uh, you know, I, I, 
a hundred percent. I I completely get that. I'd also say that like if you're if you're a dude and you're married, you know what I mean, like it, or you're not, you're you know you're in a relationship, you're not trying to pick up a chick. Like that's part part of the reason why you go to bars at a young age is because you're trying to meet girls. Like that's the reason why. It is. If you're not going to a bar to try to be a girl, you're just going to try to have a beer and hang out. I I one time was in New York. I think I've told the story before. I was going to the U.S. Open final in New York, and the day before, we needed somewhere to watch a college football game. And I just wandered into a bar. Like, we were looking. We were like, whatever the next bar, sports bar that we see, we're going to go there. And I, I, we walked into this place, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just this awesome bar. The food was excellent. Um, high fives being thrown. I think I was trying to watch, like, a, a Maryland ACC game. It, you know, maybe Maryland Clemson or something like that. What's that? You know how many foods are shaped like penises? Yeah, right. All the yeah, best yeah, ones. Yeah, right. And all of a sudden, the girl that I was, the young lady that I was dating at the time, she's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. And so she asked the server, hey, where's the bathroom? And the bathroom's downstairs. And she comes back up. She's like, there's no women's room. Which you would still think would be an option in a gay bar, You would right? think that, right? And I got the sense it was more just like there was a communal bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like that was, you know, New York, there's not a lot of space, right? Like they just created a communal bathroom. I was like, what do you mean there's no women's room? We start looking around and she's like, is this a gay bar? Are we in a gay bar right now? And I'm like, are we? I, I don't know. And I look on the outside, or I look at the first thing I see is like the advertisement. That, I think it was called Champs or something like that. But the way they advertised it was Buds Suds Sports. And I'm like, that doesn't sound very gay to me. Like that just sounds like a come in with your buds and have a beer. Like well, I don't understand that at all. But it was. It was a gay sports bar that we were hanging out in. I had a great time. There was a gay sports bar in D.C. that when we worked at XM. It was like Nelly's or something like that. It was where everybody went. It was Nelly the rapper, right? I believe yes, yeah. Nelly the rapper. You yeah, had, yeah. actually the odd part is you had to wear a bandaid every no. time you went in. It was Why very wouldn't strange you anyway? thing. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I didn't know for years that it was a game. It was just where we went to watch games after we worked. I mean, it was just the the hangout spot in DC. So um, I don't blame Daniel Craig at all for going to gay bars. Gay bars are great. Yeah, right? Do you, buddy? I, don't, I mean, I don't, don't blame him. Shady, I don't yeah, I also don't, don't blame people anyone. to go to. If you yeah. want to go to a straight bar, go to a straight bar. You know what I mean? Like, okay, what bar you go to? But gay bars are awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one is another TikTok uh, trend for you. Is people have been dry scooping, and this tre- dirty this this trend has amassed eight million views on TikTok alone, and is potentially deadly. So what dry scooping entails? I don't I, I, right. I mean, like, is you take powdered pre-workout. And you take a scoop of it, and you put it in your mouth, and you the challenge is you can't drink anything. So it's deadly because you might suffocate. It's not deadly because you're... It also is just straight caffeine. It can overload your heart. But that's no different than if you were to take a scoop of it and put it in a drink, like the way it's intended to be used. So so, uh, hang on a second. You leave it in your mouth... You try and swallow it. I think that's what he's talking about. Is that... Yeah, so it, it goes the... Yeah, you place a scoop of undiluted powder in your mouth, followed by just a few sips of water or no drink at all. And it's a big difference. And so it's considered. So doctors are pretty much just saying that it's just exactly what Kyle was saying how it's like, it's just suffocation or your heart or it's just like it's meant to be like funny like look at me i'm well, no, eating but every okay everyone's eating. stupid i get that yeah. like the, this whole world is stupid and so we're doing stupid things because we're stupid i i that part i get i'm trying to figure out what how is it going to kill you it's suffocating it's like you it's like the cinnamon because challenge was dangerous much. because it was you can't physically swallow that much 
without the powder without resubstance. it being yeah. so it like clogs your okay. air pipes. All right, yeah. all right, I get it, I get it now. Um, I, I don't I mean what do you want me to say here? People are incredibly stupid. And I thought stupid. they were going to snort it for what it's worth. Yeah, that sounds like something that people would do as well. Yeah. I mean, I look, I get it. I did a lot of stupid things. I want to make that very clear. Snort a pixie stick once. I de- probably I think I did ten or twelve of those. I mean, for it there was a time really in, hurts. Oh yeah, but there was a time in life where like it was what you did. You snorted pixie sticks. I done plenty of stupid, stupid things. So I'm the last person to judge people for doing stupid things. But we have to acknowledge they're stupid effing things. That's unbelievably stupid. And there is this bit where we try to pin it on like this generation as if this is the first generation that's ever done stupid things. And I want to make it very clear they're not. We did incredibly, incredibly stupid things. We were the generation... They're just stupid enough to document it forever. Yeah, but we were also the generation... My generation was the one that begat jackass. So, like, you know, we documented them, too. It was different. Other people just didn't have the opportunity to document it in the same way, no, or I'm else they probably would have documented it. existed their... back in the 50s Correct. and 60s, the more 100%. heroes would be, you know... Yep, yeah. 100%. And finally, number three. Yes. Two rappers... Young Thug and Gunna, they are dropping an album called Punk. So naturally so, they bought a Rolls Royce, invited everyone to come watch, as they totally destroyed the Rolls Royce that they got. They beat it with bats, they spray painted it, they jumped on it. Uh, They were being punks. (sighs) Stupid. Maybe you could have done Must be nice to have money, man. It must be really money, nice yeah. to have money, bro. <laughs> oh. Hope they donated an equal portion Jesus to charity. Christ. I don't I don't have the And this is where somebody's gonna say, Well, it got him attention. You're talking about it on your show. It accomplished exactly what they wanted to. You can make fun of them, but they did just <laughs> I hate everything. I just hate I hate everything. I hate the world. I hate I hate all, I, I I got I got nothing, man. I got nothing for the Young Thug is the musical guest on SNL this week, I believe, if I remember correctly. So maybe he'll destroy another vehicle during his time on SNL. Is that it? Is that the in- entirety of the story? Oh yeah, he just they spray painted punk, and then videos went out crazy of them just totally destroying this beautiful Rolls Royce. At least we don't have a shortage on cars at the moment. It's driving prices up. At least we don't have that going on. I don't know if Rolls Royce is turning. Yeah, that's probably you're probably right about that. You're probably on on SNL. uh, He's slated to perform cuts from uh, the effort. So I think they may show some videos of him doing it. He may give you a couple features of the new album. But yeah, so he's going to get a lot of attention for being rich. What That's a world. our society. Huh? What a world we live in, man. What a world we live in. All right, uh, Jordan. Thank you very much. It's little Jordan, and that's Young Utes for the week. Uh, Project Game Day returns this. You know what? I was supposed to confirm who my co-host is going to be on Sunday. I still don't know at the moment, but I will tell you later on today who my co-host will be for the Project Game Day postgame show. I'm with you halftime and postgame on Sunday. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for postgame. It's all brought to you by our friends at Window Nation, as well as Underdog Fantasy Football and Glory Days Grill. When we come back, it's uh, it's it's so hard. Uh, how have you worked on the acapella version of "It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday" by Boys to Men? Are you prepared for that? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to need you to study hard in the next uh, three minutes. 
Uh, it's the final segment. It's the final Kyle in the kitchen, and uh, and we say goodbye forever uh, before he perishes. Our our own Kyle Ottenheimer. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox great eights memorabilia and true strong services hi it's glenn clark here for window nation you know a lot of things change with the season this time of year the leaves change temperatures change your clothing changes but the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows installation and customer service from window nation plus their amazing offer buy two windows get two free plus pay nothing for two full years they never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish call 866 6690Nation today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Ravens prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. URL. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Friday edition of the program and the final edition with uh, Kyle Ottenheimer. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is available, and it is wonderful with the chicken schnitzel and the brewer's sausage platter and the brewer's sausage sandwich and the apple cobbler and the slam dunk pretzels and the Prussian pretzel rolls. It's all available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to find out more and, of course, uh, get your order in for the weekend. 
Kyle, I was thinking about uh, a gift to get you as a going away present, and I, I look, we did a lot of you know gifts back and forth. I literally, I made you a rum ham at you one did. point. That you was did. a thing that, that I actually highlight. did. I made you a rum ham one night. It was tasty. It wasn't, wasn't quite very drunk. tasty. I didn't get drunk. Yes, off you can't get drunk off of it. That's the the fallacy of yeah. the rum ham. I guess if you inject it after you, could, you cooked it, yeah, like you could do it like some, a certain way. Could maybe do it that way, but I did. I made a rum ham once upon a time, and I was trying to come up with it. And honestly, at this point, I said I would just rather it be heartfelt. Oh. I would rather it be um, not silly. No, I would just rather it be heartfelt. I see at a this bit point. coming here. There, there is a bit, but it's not here. There is a bit. Um, I just would rather it be heartfelt. And so this is this is the route that I decided to go. I know you well. I don't trust present. this you don't tr- whole spiel. You don't you're trust going this. I don't understand that. I have a that feeling this is going to be Jordan, a I need bit. you to wander back out. There is if you look underneath my desk, there is a white box. I need you to go get that white box. Um right under that black. You see that 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 you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, that no no no. No no no. The thin one. The thin white box. Look look ahead. There you go. There you go. Let let the people let the people see that. There you go. That is established 1997. Hanson. That is that. Congratulate. You're a big Hanson fan, and so I got you the shirt that you can wear around Thank town. You. No, but legitimately, I wanted to go heartfelt. That was the uh, the route that I wanted Thank to you. go, and so um, uh, that's that's uh, the going away present that I decided upon. I thought about a lot of different things. And a lot of different options, and I did legitimately look into trying to get an autographed football from the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, and I did attempt to reach out to Mort Krim. I mean, like, I did attempt a few things uh, to see if they could be done, but ultimately the decision that I made was to go a bit more heartfelt in a uh, going-away present and uh, and share with you uh, genuinely my appreciation for uh, the years that you spent here. And so that's the route I decided to go in uh, a gift that I would pass along to you that hopefully— Thank you very much. Nice, very nice. It is a plaque commemorating our time here. Uh, we did rewrite Baltimore Media history. It's a fact. We did. It's a fact. We did something that um, that no one had ever attempted to do. Uh, something along these lines, and I didn't know how to do it. I had no idea what this would be like. I had no idea what this would look like. Um, I certainly didn't know that it would still be in existence seven years down the road, um, that we'd still be doing it together, and I genuinely mean that. And as I said before, none of this would have ever happened um, had Kyle not been on board and, and on board gung-ho from day one. And um, truly, truly believe that we wrote uh, Baltimore Media History as this was not... People had tried podcasts. They had tried. We weren't the first to do that. They had tried. Obviously, radio shows existed. But what we specifically attempted to do, which was to just do a radio show online, um, no one in Baltimore had attempted to do that at that point. And we didn't know what it would look like. We didn't know. We didn't have a place to do it. We attempted to do it. I, By the way, I went back and listened to a the sound at Studio 83 was Not somehow... Ideal. I don't know how anyone listened when we were doing the show from Studio 83. It's the worst thing I've ever... I've not brought this up with Gary Stein in the years that have followed. We paid rent at Studio 83, and I think he owes me... I think, by the way, the bobblehead, I think we're even. All right, cool. Like, it was unlistenable, the sound of the show back then, just because the host sucked. Um, no, um, But we, uh, you know... For seven years. For seven years. Uh, I, uh, in this business, partnerships don't last for seven years. That's not the way that it works. Partnerships last significantly longer than that. <laughs> no, it's a joke. <laughs> partnerships do not last 
for seven years. Um, and I'm grateful and I am, I will be appreciative, uh, every day of my life. And, and you're a friend and a partner in every sense of the word. And, uh, we will miss you dearly, dearly moving forward. So thank you, man. Very grateful for everything that you did here. And I would appreciate if you wear the Hanson shirt, um, that uh, it would mean it a lot a little to me. small for me. It looked a little small. I got the largest size they had <laughs> or, the, or, or, extra large. or they, is it really? This was as big as they had available. I think that I think that might fit. I think that put put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Take your shirt off. I want to. I want to. It's the final day of the show, man. Take your shirt off. Come on. What are we doing here? Why did we wait this long if we were gonna not give the sexy away today? Why Why did we do it this way? Let's see. Yeah, that that looks good. Look at that. That's that's our guy. That's our Hanson fan right there. Now everyone can know. You were quite proud of it. You should proudly wear the shirt around. You Thank should you. let people know you're a massive Hanson fan moving forward. And so when other Hanson fans see you on the street, they can come I don't over even and know. High five. There would be a very, very small portion of the, I didn't even know what it represented when I looked at the front of what the shirt. What kind of Hanson fan are you? You're a liar. You were biting. You were trying to steal credibility in the Hanson community in fifth by calling grade, yourself a no, no. I was a Hanson fan. If you were, that's Actually, always been there. That. That's always been their logo. That's been their logo forever. Ninety-seven, right around there. Well, it says established nineteen ninety-seven right there on the shirt. So I'm pretty sure that's when it was. So that was when I was a Hanson fan. Well, that's shameful that you didn't know what that shirt was, and you were biting. You were biting. You were st- stolen valor. You are guilty of stolen valor over the years by claiming yourself to be a Hanson fan. Ah, I'll never live this down. Shameful. Shameful on your part. All right. uh, One last time we go into the fray. One final time, Kyle in the kitchen. It's time for Kyle in the kitchen. Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. Kyle in the Kitchen brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. All right. So I had had a request from our friend Tim in Bel Air about a recipe I had espoused years ago when we were still in our old studio uh, a broccoli recipe that i had devised mm, okay. and it was quite tasty and i had broccoli i didn't have a lot of else to cook so i said you know what now's the time all right now's the time to share this recipe of broccoli share some healthy eating tips for our listeners i don't why would we start that now you know. you're you're leaving <laughs> as you know I uh, I believe in roasted vegetables. I believe that is the finest preparation. Is really what we're going out? We're really going out with roasted broccoli? Well, I also have a delicious hot sauce that I put all over the top that I share that hot sauce. It's more of even like a hot barbecue sauce. It's like a all right, I'm very out. sweet. What it you is got, is a you got my attention, man. roasted sweet pepper jalapeno sauce. Okay. And doused. I doused the broccoli in it. Like covered it all over in the sauce. If you scroll to the left, you'll see the broccoli pre-sauce. And you'll see the broccoli post sauce as well. Okay. Both are delicious, right. mine. See that little Jordan? You wanna all right. So the important aspect of the roasted broccoli is the malleard effect. For those unaware, that is when you have the nice browning, the caramelization of certain things when you cook. A sear is a malleard effect. So you're gonna wanna cut, obviously you start with like a big head of broccoli, like a tree. I like like a little broccoli tree, you know? And you're going to start cutting off the big part of the stem to get it down to where you can, you know, start whittling away and making it into smaller broccoli. 
So you do that, chop it all up, get your broccoli separated. Now you got to have, or even quarter some of the big ones, the broccoli pieces so that you can lay the sliced broccoli portion flat on your baking sheet, covered in aluminum foil, of course. I'm not a monster. So that way there's well, more... Not in this instance, but, you know. Uh, it's up yeah. for debate. So there's more exposure to the hot pan okay. that allows it to brown up and stay nice and delicious and I, get a little flavor. As you flavor. know, I don't, I don't see color. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so you do all that, mince up a healthy amount of garlic. I use probably five cloves. Mix that up there with olive oil, salt, pepper on your baking sheet all together. And then, of course, 425 is the magic temperature for vegetables when you're roasting it. Okay. 425 for, for how 12 long? minutes. Okay. Once you get it out. Now, the normal recipe that I usually did, I would then hit it with some lemon and I would toss it in sweet I do, Thai I do chili. Love, I do love some lemon on some roasted broccoli. Indeed. And then some sweet Thai chili. Now, I did not have lemon on hand. Oh, get the, the F time. out of here. I don't even, I mean, why are we even moving forward? But. Rather than the sweet Thai chili, I have a lot of hot sauce at my house. My girlfriend had gotten me a subscription to the Hot Ones ah, thing. Okay. Very fun. So I, had, I have more hot sauce than I can consume. Hadn't opened this one yet. It was just kind of sitting there. I was like, whatever. Let me just taste test the broccoli with different hot sauces to see which one hits best, as the kids like to say. Yep. And I got to say, once I Sriracha tried this Sriracha has typically been the play for broccoli over the years. I get what you're saying, but... It's the texture. I like it's a little the, sweetness involved as well. I understand that. For it's this just it's the, it's the texture of a sriracha on broccoli, whereas a drip of a hot sauce typically will fall right off said broccoli. This is more of a. It's somewhere in between a sauce, like a barbecue sauce, and a hot sauce. It's definitely not thin. It's not thin like a Tabasco in any stretch. Mm -hmm. So it held onto the broccoli, but in a good way. And I got to say, I used like a quarter of the bottle on this. It was. It was that good. This would be incredible on ribs if you had enough of it. Uh, the sauce was maybe the star of the show, for what it's worth. I didn't make the sauce, but I will share the sauce bottle so you guys can go out and purchase it if you are so inclined. Okay. And the broccoli, I mean, I gulped the, I ate it all. I mean, I was, it was, it was probably better than my sweet Thai chili oh. method. Oh, okay. Because of this hot sauce. All right. Um, all things considered, this is a, if I were to prepare so broccoli. So what sauce is this? Like what, what I'll is show it? you the picture. I want to know. I'll show you the picture of the sauce. Yeah. It seems to be pretty critical in all of this. This is the. Uh, Adobo loco. Uh-huh. But I'm, that's not the one that I'm struggling minus. with. Minas. Minas. Like bra. Minas bra. I don't, what is that? I don't know. I don't not know. my business. That's a, Their business. Roasted but. sweet pepper jalapeno sauce. Mild. Mild. I didn't choose. It was sent Mild. to me. It was sent to me. Well. You could use it ju with, with judiciously, the opposite of judiciously, right? Uh, yes, the opposite. Yes. Of, yeah. Whatever. Liberally. Yes, that would liberally. Be what it is. Yes, liberally is exactly uh, right. And I got to say. This sauce is made in New York City. There you go. New York City. It was, uh, let's just say, the preparation as far as the oven and the time that you're cooking and the garlic and the salt and pepper and olive oil. If you're just going to make broccoli for a dish or a dinner you're preparing. Yes. You can't mess it up. Truly cannot mess it up. Nice and crispy. I've maintained the worst thing is overcooked vegetables. This is the opposite. You can stab it with a fork and get a nice crisp going when you eat it. And I truly believe that is the best way to prepare it. But the sauce elevated it to a, a, a level unseen prior. 
from your boy. All right. And so I would give it 91. 90, whoa, 91, 91 Ottenheimers out of 100. There you go. That's the final Kyle in the Kitchen. I would like, uh, don't, don't, don't. I would like for uh, Jordan to take a picture of you in your Hanson shirt and your, um, your hat. You're going to have to stand up, I think, for it. I would like on the final day for there to be a documentation of all of this. This is the last time we'll see Kyle in his beautiful um, chef's hat. And of course, wearing his uh, his his Hanson shirt, uh, as he as you know is a big Hanson fan. Um, thank you, thank you. That was, that was quite that was a, that was a good way to go out on that. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Bert Rohde says his favorite Kyle memory, of course, was getting his ass kicked in curling. Yes, sir. If you ever run it back, I'm still available. Mm, you quit, Kyle. You quit on the team. I'm just being honest with you. You quit on the team. You let us all down. Let's see how you do then. Huh? Let us all. Well, I don't know if you remember. It was mostly me who was scoring yeah, the points for the curling team. balance. Bro, the balance meant nothing. I was scoring the points, dog. I was the one who was kicking ass that day. Uh, and with that in mind, Chris would like to know if uh, Kyle would be willing to share some of his favorite memories instead of having everybody else share them. I have none. Um, <laughs> and there you go. That's the answer. Uh, Move forward. Tidbits. No, I mean, it's been a been a process in general right like we started it in a way that we didn't even know what was really going to be <laughs> it's been a process like we had no like idea what this memory. was going to become at all yes and it turned into a fixture of my life it turned into a way i used to say that like when i was a like avid about sports like growing up it was something that i felt like i always had to be consuming and like this was a way to just be plugged in directly None of these are memories though they're just it's like a it's a generic platitude um, every time i'm right and you're wrong right now how many times has that happened it was countless really i, mean, I can't hard to even well, bring one. up one name uh, one though well, chocolate chip oh, right there, stuffing that? there's that no, for sure um anytime glory days brings in food oh, that, that's their favorite memory is getting free food I'm trying to think. I forgot if I had to choose. I mean, we've had so many random guests on that I never really would have ex- like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, that was a random one. That was a like how many times in your life are you gonna sit around and talk to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? You know, Michael Irvin at the time, Michael Wilbon was something that was really cool because really? I was a big PTI fan oh, okay. growing All up, right. and so right. um, really honestly. We've been doing it That's for so a, this long. This is such a random one. Like some of these are ones I'd forgotten about. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's such a random person to have on. Yeah, it's so like, random. You I know, completely like, forgotten about that. Cal Ripken obviously is a thrill anytime. Buck yeah, Showalter, sure. I think, getting calls from Buck Showalter when he would return my calls. Yeah, you would always talk about that. Is probably Kyle really would would always talk about that when we were working to get Buck on in a certain week, and he would be like, "Dude, you look down on your phone and you see Buck Showalter, and just kind of." You know, gives you the the warm fuzzies. I think that's probably up there. Um, I mean, irrevocably tied to the finest memories of Orioles baseball in my life. Sure, and sure. And I shook his hand. I remember being like, "Ah, oh, I shook Buck Showalter's hand." But like, I you know, the fact that he knows me on a somewhat personal level, even if he might not like remember me that well, is yeah. I get it. Definitely up there. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. Like, I. And we, when we talk about biases, I was talking about that earlier. I've said this before. Like, we do this for a living, you know, obviously. And so, like, it, 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 you become jaded. You know, mm-hmm. you do. You can't, you can't ignore that. But I do remember the first time, um, the first time Ray Lewis addressed me by my name at the facility. Like, not because he was on the show. Like, when somebody's on the show, they're like, oh, right, I'm on with this person. But I remember I was walking in the facility one day and I had said, when Ray finished at the podium, I was like, hey, man, can I walk with you? And he was like, yeah. And like I, we started talking. We're going back and forth. It was uh, The lockout was coming. Yeah. And I was talking about 
you know, like, have you started thinking about, like, retirement in, like, would, would that be affected by the possibility of the lockout, right? Like, if you lose a season, would you, like, I was just trying to have a personal conversation with Ray about the impact of the lockout and his own, like, decisions about length of his career. And I remember, I don't remember what I said, but I remember he was, like, miffed about it, and he, like, looks at me, and he was like, Glenn, what the hell, man? <laughs> and it was a weird moment because for a second I was kind of like, you know, a little, you know, let's look at Ray Lewis and then look at me. Like for a second I was like, whoa, what did I do? What did I say? You know? And then there was a second later I was like, man, Ray remembered my name. Like Ray, Ray remembered it was me and I didn't like reintroduce myself. Like he just remembered the conversation. I was like, that's kind of wild, right? Like that's kind of, it's, it's different when it's someone you know, not a pr- not just a prominent athlete, but someone who's a you know an international yeah, superstar, sure. celebrity figure, something like that. So I get that part of it. I understand that entirely. It was cool. Um, you know, I was I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was on Javante Davis pretty early. Um, yeah, yeah, and you went out and did I the. I literally went out to Upton yep, Gym and yep. got like five minutes of interview with him and watched his training session. This is way before he was anything yep. at all on a national yep. level. Um. It was cool getting to hold a gold medal when we had, Kyle Snyder we had, and mul- we had multiple came in gold medalists join us in studio to hang yeah. out and eat Chick Fil A with us. Uh, Helen Maroulis and Kyle Snyder both yeah. visited us in the studio, and then promptly forgot who we were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, next yeah. time there was an Olympics, uh, four years is a long time. A little bit of a bummer. Um, you know, even like Adelius Thomas was somebody that as a kid I was, you know pretty big fan of i mean how could you not be when you were a ravens fan yeah, so like, great yeah you know having people like that that through your life were fixtures in different ways right as a fan transition to people who you know you could lean on to an extent when you yep. need to book guests was always cool um loved you know i didn't love necessarily the process all the time but it was a good feeling when the orioles and ravens drafts would happen mm, and mm. Lot we would of, be lot able of work. to it was a there was a lot of work that went into what we would do related to the drafts it's probably the most work intensive part of the year is we would bust our ass but the reason why we would bust our ass is because the morning after the draft patrick queen would call in mm-hmm. literally the morning after the draft it's a shame that that hasn't worked out yep better oftentimes uh, once they um, uh, reach the facility and all of that it's a little tougher oh i meant more as a football player <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's no, more like, more, i mean more often than not it seems yes we've had the draft picks on uh, we had Patrick Queen on the morning after he got drafted. We had Marlon Humphrey on the morning after he got drafted. Heston Kerstad. Uh, Heston Kerstad was one that we had had on, if you remember, the day, like literally the day before the draft was when we had Heston Kerstad on. And it was just on a whim. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey was the morning after the draft. Um, Bateman as well, I Bateman believe. was like two days, I want to say. We missed yeah. it. Like it was the day after the day after, you know, something like that. Um, but that's, you know, we put that work in leading up to try to identify these guys, get to know them, establish relationships in the hope that that might pan out. And yeah, you're right. It, it, that's a big deal when, when we nail it. I mean, we had a Dafe Owe on before the draft too. He, for some reason we missed him the week after the draft. I don't remember what the story was. Yeah. Um, but we had a Dafe Owe on before the draft as well. So we had both first round picks on this year, um, in the weeks leading up to the NFL draft. We nailed both of them. Um, and that, yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a great feeling. Cause that's the reason why we do it. The mm-hmm. reason why we put all that work in is to have it pay off in that way. That Derek Mason was a friend you had prior, but obviously as you're a Ravens fan growing yeah, up, sure. best receiver up until that point in Ravens history. And so that was, 
you know, like it was probably my favorite part. Yeah, that he was like a reg- when it, when somebody becomes a regular, I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get that. Like having people that you looked up to transition to people that, like I said, you could. Johnny Holiday spent like personal time trying to coach Kyle at one point. Like legitimately, like coached him up, sent him. Didn't he like like send me his voiceover reel? Yeah, yeah, like attempting to to help Kyle move forward in in his career at one point. It's Johnny effing Holiday, man. Um, who took that time? No, honestly, point. um, and I think that you know the Kevin Harlan's, the Iron Eagles. Yeah, those relationships. Sure. The fact that you know Kevin Harlan called me a pros pro when I told him to be my last. You know, it's very nice. It's very know. sweet. It's very that's, sweet that's and, and not surprising at all. Him Kevin, being like, you know, yeah. you were already the best of the best prior in the business, but knowing you on a personal level only takes that further kind of thing. So that sort of thing is probably what I'll most, you know, appreciate. Certainly not Glenn. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. in fairness, <laughs> but the showers we used to take together after the they show was over, they, they were, were like, we would go hit, we'd be like, all right, it's time to go hit the showers. I'll miss that. Like, yeah. it's going to be weird because I, Paul doesn't shower. No, uh, it's no. A strange. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'll miss that part of it is like, our, I always loved our holiday parties as well. Yeah, those are really a lot of yeah. fun, man. Ah, we haven't been able to do it because of COVID. We did the drinking show last year. That was cool. That was, fun also. That was cool. You know, getting to know Jeremy, I didn't, somebody that I knew like kind of loosely through the fantasy and reality mm-hmm. show, but. You know, he's a great dude, and I, it's the people that I've, the, the relationships we've developed, and, you know, like I said, prominent people who otherwise were simply living in a sports sort of mm-hmm. realm in my life, yep. transitioning to people who I, you know, I knew as human beings. No, it's a, I, I completely get that, man. I completely get it. All right. Well, enough of that touchy feely <laughs> stuff. What did Buzz say in Home Alone? He's like, enough of that touchy feely crap. By the way, the trailer for the new Home Alone thing. I think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it. I'm going to let them hurt me. I'm going to let it do it. Um, let's wind down. Let's wind down so we can end all the emotional jibber-jabber at this point. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. Tidbit of the day. The final tidbit from myself. Uh, The Buccaneers last night entering the game last night. Ranked third all-time in the fewest rushing yards allowed through five games in NFL history. One of the two teams ahead of them, the 2000 Ravens, Mm. who allowed 20 fewer yards than did the Buccaneers. So they didn't allow very many last night, considering the Eagles didn't really run. But, oh well. Of course, Sunday features Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert going head-to-head. Lamar Jackson currently is one of only two quarterbacks joined by Patrick Mahomes, who ranks ahead of Justin Herbert in the highest pro football focus grade by a second-year quarterback since 2006. Hmm. He's only, you know, 3.2 points behind Mahomes and 1.1 behind Lamar Jackson, so there's still time for him to either drop or most likely raise, but we will see. Through his first 20 games, Herbert has the second most passing yards ever by a quarterback through 20 games behind only Mahomes, and his seven games with three touchdowns and zero interceptions are the most by any quarterback through two seasons in NFL history, and he still has the majority of this season left to play. Not bad. Yeah, decent. Not bad. Only Mahomes, Marino, and Kurt Warner threw for more touchdowns in a team's first five games of a season since 1970 than Justin Herbert's 13. 
that he currently. I has. mean, he's really good, dude. He's just really good. Indeed. So. Ken, it's you know the way you saw Patrick Mahomes coming, you got to give credit Ken Zalas yeah, the way course. he saw Justin Herbert coming. Of course. Uh, so I'll give you the option of trivia featuring quarterbacks or trivia featuring something completely unrelated to sports. John from Little Rock brought up the awkward interview we had with Paulie Shore. That was one of the more random ones, and yes, it was very awkward yeah. and very uncomfortable, and I wanted out of it. It was, kind of, it was, it was. As you remember about that day, it was made worse by our friend uh, Mark Messina, yeah. who completely botched everything about supposed to be co-hosting that day, and utterly and completely botched it the entire time. And then uh, it was just, it was a horrendous, horrendous day. One of the worst days in the history of this show. Uh, quarterbacks, quarterbacks yeah, let's do quarterbacks. quarterbacks? Yeah, fine. Let's do quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert is one of five quarterbacks all time oh. through their first 20 career games with 400 plus fantasy points. Oh. So this isn't, you know, this is when you say games, like games they played. Yes. So this could be like Patrick Mahomes. First, okay. 514. So it's, it's not games since you came into the NFL. Correct. It's games since you started playing. So Kurt Warner. No. Well, that doesn't seem right. Rogers. Oh, yeah, the little Jordan. Not Rodgers. Um, Tony Romo. No. Russ. No. Brady. No. No. Brady was barely doing anything when he started yeah. his career. Um, Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson. No. I'm a little surprised by that. His first year, he wasn't really throwing that I mean, much. But he was still running, and he still got a lot of fantasy points for running. One of these guys we will not celebrate, for what it's worth. One of these guys we will not celebrate. Roethlisberger? No. What's worse than Ben Roethlisberger? Mm. <laughs> how am I not, how am I blanking on who is an awful, who is an awful human? While the jury is still out, it's still sort of, you know. Seems a, a lot of Watson. Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. And I should have gotten that one. Kyler? Actually. Not Kyler. Cam. 449.6 for Cam. And the last one got 400.6. Andrew Luck. No. Bob Griffin. No. Baker. No. Um... Dad? No, Dak was hurt. No. How about uh, Josh Allen? No. Um, Michael Vick? No. Matt Ryan? No. <sighs> Carson Palmer? No. Stafford? No. Breeze? No. Dante Culpepper. Correct. Yeah, it's always Dante Culpepper anymore. It's always Dante Culpepper. You want to do the other one as well? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? We can't save it for Monday, can we? Correct. You used the word dwindle during today's show. Did I? You did. I don't remember Dwindle is one of three words in the English dictionary (laughs) that start with the letters DW. Duodenum. No. That's a thing. It's not a word. Is it a person? Is that why? I suppose. Hang on a second. The wad, the wad. I'm not crazy. The wadnum. Oh, it starts. It's D U. Damn it. Ah. Oh, I thought that was three D-W. words. Dwindle is one. It's not Dwight Schrute because that's a name. That is correct. That is a name. Dwarf. 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 Dwarf is one. Dwarf. And. And 
Is it a word that I'm going to know, or is it like oh, something? Dweeb. 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 That's actually a decent one, but no, it's not what I'm looking for. I don't think that was officially in the dictionary. Really? Yeah. It seems like a pretty common it wasn't when word I did this in vernacular. Back in like 10 years ago. Maybe they've added it. They've added some weird words, so it's not impossible, but it's not dweeb. Not that I'm looking for. Dwell, dwell, dwell. That is the one. Yeah, dwell. Ah. I can't believe I got those. Ah. I had to literally go through letter by that letter, like every vowel and whatever possible word that you could add after letter. I thought that was pretty that. fun trivia. That's not bad. That's not a bad way for you to go out. I, I appreciated that. All right, Tidbit was also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Ah, it's such a great deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Here's what's coming up. Uh, Maryland five-star coverage to, on MPT all throughout the weekend. So you can watch it. Um, if you can't get out to Fair Hill, watch it on MPT. The ALCS gets underway tonight. Uh, Chris Sale, Fran Bravalda is the pitching matchup. I'm Go Astros, and I'm saying that unapologetically. Lance McCullers. Oh, Lance McCullers is out. Well, that's a bummer. Despite... He was already announced out, I believe. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, elbows. Game three of the WNBA Finals between Phoenix and Chicago tonight at 9. Game four. This sucks. Game four is – the WNBA Finals are great. Game four Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock. That's a, a horrendous thing. That's that's just awful for them to do that for game – why couldn't you just – I don't – I'm not going to – I'm not going to do it. Not going to be that guy. Uh, uh, it's college football, obviously not a lot locally because Navy played last night. Uh, Maryland's off. Towson hosts Rhode Island. That's a big game. Rhode Island's quite good. That's 4 o'clock tomorrow on Flow Sports. Uh, Morgan's South Carolina State, 130 on ESPN3. Stevenson hosts Misericordia at noon. Am I uh, understand weather's going to suck tomorrow? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Look forward to that. Uh, the big game, as we talked about earlier, is Kentucky-Georgia. It's 3.30 on CBS. Uh, tomorrow evening, the Capitals play the Lightning, 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. Uh, game two of the ALCS is tomorrow on both Fox and FS1 at 4.30. Nathan Eovaldi and Louis, Luis Garcia, the pitching matchup. Dodgers-Braves game one tomorrow night at 8 on TBS. They have not announced starting pitchers for that one just yet. Game two will be Sunday at 7.30, also on TBS. TV football games you'll get on Sunday. CBS, Dolphins-Jaguars at 9.30 a.m. Uh, Chargers-Ravens at 1. Cowboys-Patriots at 4.25. It is confirmed. For us locally, we luck out, and we will get uh, Cardinals-Browns at 4 as well on Fox. So um, the rest of the country, yeah. Tough titties. I don't know what else to say, man. Like, you're not getting good football. The NFL doesn't think you should get a good product. They'd rather you watch the Cowboys and Patriots. Uh, and everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports stuff, anything that matters. The return of Succession, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Talked about that. 10 o'clock on HBO. Uh, people who like this show, it's not me, but you, season three, streaming now on Netflix. What is that? I don't it's even know. the stalker one with that dude. Penn oh, Jones, that's right, yeah. Uh, SNL, Rami Malek's hosting, Young Thug's musical guest. Yeah, he'll Jim, destroy a yeah. car or something. Uh, you're the Walking Dead. If anyone cares, ten o'clock. I do not. Nine o'clock on AMC. Whatever. Stop at things. Check it out. GlennClarkRadio.com. Jordan, uh, your social is Jay Schwartzberg one on Instagram and on Twitter zero zero Jordan S. Gotta change that man. Just change it, dude. What are you doing? Uh, all right. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate your hard work, pal. Um, Kyle, I love you. Uh, I'll forever be grateful. And um, likewise, you will be you will be missed. You will be missed for sure. And uh, wish you quite well with everything. And we will we will certainly be in touch. There is no question for about sure. that. 
Uh, follow him on Twitter. He is still a sad, lonely man at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks today to uh, the Senator. Thanks also to Bo Smolka. We'll get that Kyle in the Kitchen up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. I can't ask you what's coming up on the program Monday because it ain't your problem anymore. Jeremy Kahn will join us as he does every Monday and stuffing things on day one of the uh, Paul Valley regime uh, leading the way now here moving forward for us. So look forward to seeing you for that. Uh, have a great weekend. Oh, thanks to all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days, Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Have a great weekend. Uh, go Ravens. Go Morgan. Go Towson. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>